Matt, you went with the sexy <laughs> rhythm of the night. I went with the... Oh, I thought you were just doing instrumentals, and I was doing the Oh, voice. no, the other... There's another rhythm of the night that goes like... Gonna die in the rhythm of the night. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You I went was, with the sexy... I don't know who does that one. Who does I was, that one? I was doing sexy rhythm of the night, and you were doing, like, the rhythm will not stop. No, yours is we actually... Are they are two different songs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There are a lot of songs about rhythm. Of the night. Yeah. Here's the problem. Thankfully sung by women, because otherwise it'd be really rapey. Here's, a, here's, here's to the rhythm of the night. <laughs> okay, so there's one there's one by Corona and one by DeBarge. So neither of them are Gloria Stefan. This was yours? My life. My life. I wish we could just license a song like this and use it all, all the time. See, listen to that. Hey. There it is. That's the synth orgasm you wanted. You either need like a classic John Barry, 90s Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. orchestral majesty, mm-hmm. or you just need just a synth, synth... I think we need a Kesha song. Synth sex. Let's synth, get a Kesha song. Synth climax, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, do we know Lord? <laughs> Lord! Did they bring that back? Oh, it's, I think it's the... It's, it's, I, I saw a screenshot where it looked like he was fighting someone. I think it's the mid-season climax. They brought it back in a big way. Well, I love that they... Like, it's they, the penultimate three-episode like three part. year where it was like a season-long running joke. Oh, no, the sexy one's a dude! <laughs> Ew. Ew. Is this a drag queen song? <laughs> Look at that. I, I was 100% sure that this was a woman. <laughs> I was too. I'm still not convinced. This is fucked up. I've jacked off to that voice so many times. <laughs> <laughs> you have times I've jerked off to this voice. Well, there is a woman singing with him. Oh, the driver leaned over to join in. Oh, there's two Freddie Mercury's in the back. <laughs> Who's in the band? It's Three just a bunch, Freddie Mercury's. It's just a bunch of a black Latino Freddie Mercury's. Here's my problem. Who's in the band and who's just an extra in this video? <laughs> Everyone is a different era of Freddie Mercury. Okay, let's do it. Oh, yeah, let me guess. The welcoming committee. If you don't want to get sticky, get back. Dun, 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 dun. Episode 8, Tango and Cash. Welcome to Climax. Climax! The only action Woo! movie podcast by people who actually like action movies. I am Matt Lohman. Woo! I'm Kyle McVeigh. I am Nick Allen. And welcome to a milestone episode. Uh, episode 8, our, fir- Kurt, our first Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little ashamed it took us Our eight, first Russell. 8 to get to it, but it did take us 6 to get to Die Hard. Yeah, so it's it's fine. It's so, not that important. Listen, there's a lot of action out there, and. and there's a lot to do. It's hard torn. to narrow it down. There's, there's literally torn. no way we could have done the show if we didn't knock out Demolition Man, Bad Boys, and The Rock super early. Yeah, we just had to knock Because everything out. would have been a reference to that. I yeah. almost. I was like, did we do Demolition Man? <laughs> uh, it's our first true 80s uh, buddy cop picture. Yeah. And oddly enough, I think both of these actors' first and only buddy cop pictures oh, with shit. each other? 
Yeah, or no, I think in general. general. No, I think the argument Who could be else? made for Demolition Man. I guess that's kind of a buddy but cop here's, thing. But here's how I would destroy Demolition Man's argument. Yeah. Is that it's an inversion of the buddy cop where the young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed cop is mm-hmm. actually more experienced mm-hmm. than the hard-nosed veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, just as the rest of Demolition Man is a, a thematic correction yeah. of the world to a world that makes sense, he yeah. also switches it halfway through Act 2 mm-hmm. where he knows more about being a cop. Yeah. Sandra Bullock does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't th- say it's more a, a buddy cop. I guess it's more of like a plot device. It definitely takes needed- those buddy cop elements. And no, makes no, it yeah, work. I, I, but he's okay. kind of solo a lot of the time, though. Yeah. Well, she was there to for to explain the world and for him to be weird again. Yeah. I mean, it's basically an inversion of fun. it's an inversion of a Sandra Bullock like character showing up and being like, "Well, how does the world work?" Mm-hmm. And then the. Grizzled veteran's like, I'll tell you how the world works. I'll tell you what it means. And then, and then halfway through, Stallone had to set everything right. I do love the fact that they live in a world where cheesy gordita crunches still exist. <laughs> but it'd be a veg- vegetarian version. Oh well. So Tango and Cash. <laughs> Actually, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to knock out oh. some big mistakes. Uh, no emails. We didn't ask for any emails. We didn't get any emails. Um, <laughs> Because we're also recording our uh, shit show for the second premium podcast yes. after this, so mm-hmm. time is uh, time is very valuable, and we um, could get very drunk very fast. Yeah, yeah we're drinking. Uh, we've christened it the Ava Green. Yeah, it's the, now the official drink of Climax. It's the inverted Vespa Martini. So it's uh, it's three parts vodka, one part gin, half thing of Killin' Lillette with a sliver of lemon peel. Mm-hmm. That is the official drink of Climax. We're calling it the Ava Green because we're all in love with her. Yeah. Straight up. There's there's that. She's mm-hmm. beautiful. I'm throwing that out there. I know it's probably not popular, but I love her. <laughs> I realize I am taking a bold stance. <laughs> I realize not a lot of people are in love with a supernaturally pretty and talented actress mm-hmm. who uh, is not afraid to be naked on camera. I I saw her get fucked by a demon on Penny Dreadful. I it saw was weird. I saw her wear clothes in exactly one scene in Sin City too. I yeah. saw her have sex with her brother on Camelot, and wow. also the Dreamers. Well, she's killing it. <laughs> she's just uh, work it while you got it. Even whenever you want to come on, we'll yeah. do whatever movie you want. You want to do three hundred too? Show up. Let's let's get it done. Let's knock okay. it out. Boat All horse. right. Um, before we get into the meat of the episode, we want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Michael uh, Andereg. Yeah, Andereg. He sent yeah. a very nice email to uh, LOLJK, but Joey shared it with everybody. Uh, Mike, we're super happy to hear you're doing better. Thank you for listening. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you for uh, writing in to uh, to everybody and all the compliments. And um, yeah, we're just we're super psyched to hear that means uh, a lot. things turned we, around. We like. I mean, it's nice to do stuff like this and put it out there and have it mean something to anyone. Besides us. Yeah, besides us. And, <laughs> like, not have to do anything special beyond our dick jokes. What we would do dick. anyway. Yeah. So, it that was really nice. So, thank you very much. Great email. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, get out of St. Louis. Mike. <laughs> also that. My advice Please. to you is to get out of St. Louis. You gotta go. Uh, when the revolution comes, it's probably going to start there. You, you should go somewhere, you know. That doesn't have those sort of problems, like <laughs> NYC, you know? Um, oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> but speaking of, let's get this knocked out super fast. If you want to talk to us, we're at action underscore, underscore climax on Twitter and action climax, all one word, at gmail.com. If you have any questions, uh, suggestions, or whatever, if you whatever. want to talk, tell, if you us, tell, us what you're, tell us what you're watching, tell us what you're going to see, tell us what you're pumped about. Yeah. Like, Give us movies that you think we haven't seen or should be on the show. Or like, suggestions that we should cover. We're open to anything. I'm going to be honest with you. About three days before we're 
we record, Kyle and I work together, and it's Kyle coming to my desk being like, what the fuck are we going to do Saturday? <laughs> What movie do you own? What do you want? What do? movie do you own? <laughs> um, so yeah, let us know and let's uh, let's get into the meat of it. We're gonna do a the last big mistake of this cycle. Big mistake. Yeah. Before our uh, anniversary show at episode twelve, but before we get into our big mistakes, we want to announce a contest for episode twelve. We're not going to do another big mistake. This is episode eight. We will not do another one until at least episode 13. Mm -hmm. And the reason we're doing that is we want all of you who are listening to tell us your favorite big mistake. We're going to post each one individually, either on explosivemagico.com or on the Tumblr, climaxmeansaction.tumblr.com. And whichever one you guys vote for as your favorite big mistake, we're going to write the script. We're going to write an entire feature We're really 90 to 110 pages, and we're yes. going to release it alongside the 12th episode. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe it's like a 13, 13 and a half, 14, 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a live table read. We're going we're gonna to bring, we're going to call in favors from our actor friends, and we're going to do a table read of uh, whichever one you guys pick. So this yes. is the last one of the uh, season one cycle. Yeah. And then everything we've ever done, including John's amazing Zeppelin, Jason Statham (laughs) one, is up for grabs. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why you guys would, but if you vote for Kyle's very first big mistake where he breaks down and dies a little bit, we'll figure out a way to make that work, too. Um, (laughs) Oh, I thought we were going to immediately shoot that down and be like, oh, something else won. Hey, nope, it's in there. If that's what the market wants. It's in the mix, guys. Uh, They're all in the mix. If there's one thing we've learned about 80s action movies, it's that capitalism is very important. (laughs) Yep. And uh, we will yield to it. But hopefully we'll have some stuff that will uh, not get that one voted in. Why don't we start with our... Pretty big uh, contest. We had a fan. It's going to be a lot of fun. Why don't we start with our first fan big mistake? So another milestone... Our very first fan submitted big mistake. Super I didn't even milestone. know they could do this. He also submitted, <laughs> I think, two or three. So our first submission from a fan, again, milestone, from uh, Shanti Simo. He's a very dedicated fan. He emails us all the time. He's great. Uh, so he sent in three uh, big mistakes. I forwarded it to the guys, and we all voted on our favorite one. If you want to see his stuff, it's uh, at uh, Shanti Simma, all one word, C-H-A-N-T-I-T. S I M M A. And on DeviantArt, he's Wildcats, one word, 25. He's got some good stuff. He did a, he did a poster for the one we picked when we told him what that was the one we we're going to do. We'll throw that up on that Tumblr. Uh, that'll be on our Tumblr, uh, climaxmeansaction.tumblr.com. And then he also wants to do a Deke Shelby poster. <laughs> God damn right he does. Why? For some reason. And I then, green light that. And you know then, what? Maybe he wants to do the one for today. You know what? Maybe he wants to do the one <laughs> for today. You know what? Put a diaper on that poster. Put a diaper on that <laughs> poster. And then you can find him at youtube.com slash user slash coffee mug 25. All one word. 25 is spelled out using letters, not numbers. Here is his big mistake and our first milestone fan submitted big mistake. Caramel Jordan, also known as CJ. <laughs> is dismissed from the U.S. Army Airborne Division and is now working as a barista at the local coffee shack in Seattle, Washington. CJ takes a much-needed vacation to beautiful South America, away from the noise of espresso machines, lattes, and terrible customers. When at the end of a vacation at the airport, a crack squad of North Korean Special Forces commandos commandeer a commercial jet headed for the U.S. with a top-secret CIA cargo and advanced computer defense system. 
They also take a number of hostages, and one of them is CJ. When the flight takes them over the Pacific, the hijackers activate the cargo, and the advanced computer programs become sentient. <laughs> so many levels. Twist. So involved. You think you think it's gonna be you think it's gonna be an Olympus has fallen, yeah. and it very quickly becomes a pre-terminator. Yeah. <laughs> nope. You, you want terrorists? Nope. Skynet. Nope. Everyone's got to band together. The computer program begins killing the hijackers and passengers alike because no one can stop it. Big mistake. Big mistake. CJ, working with one of the hostages, Winifred Pantalonis, a gifted young <laughs> games programmer, try to outwit a supercomputer and save the remaining passengers. It's high-flying action and high-tech mind games in this high-altitude thriller. Guest stars include Robert De Niro as Captain Go Lightly. Yes. Maybe I'll fly the plane. Maybe I'll get it there. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper as CIA Director McMillan. I thought he was dead. <laughs> He's not. Howdy. He shows up on Always Sunny all the time. He showed up on the most recent season. <laughs> Terry Crews is Caramel Jordan in Sky Mauled. Yes. Tagline. He's yes. good to the last drop. <laughs> oh, Shanti. That's our first character. That's our first <laughs> It's our, first our first fan submitted one. It's our first Terry Cruz. Oh man! It's our oh. first Rowdy I'm Roddy Piper. I'm actually really pissed off that he beat that us we didn't think Terry of a Terry Cruz before we Rowdy. did. Well, there was something in the air mm-hmm. about Jason Statham. Yeah, and then your muse <laughs> is apparently Deep Destroyer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then Nick is the wild card. I have no idea what Nick's gonna bring. <laughs> <laughs> wild card. They, I have no idea what Nick is. Actually, ever mine's pretty grunt. Well, is it casting wise? It's grounded. Today. Sure, that makes sense. Grounded like it's all action stars are grounded like we could probably get them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can never. Grounded in the, that I didn't think very hard to do it. I mean, I did. I did, but the circle led me back to around Kurt Starring Russell. Starring pop singer Vitamin C. <laughs> we could probably get her. We could easily get her. I've often used why none of us are dating can, Vitamin who C. can we get, though? Where is she? What is she doing? I think as She's soon as one, married. I think as soon as one of us becomes either uh, like a director slash producer for Nick mm-hmm. or a staff writer for me and you, yeah, we could probably get vitamin C level women. <laughs> like definitely people that are <laughs> o- over the hump, <laughs> career wise. Girls who would continue to talk to us when we approach them at the bar. <laughs> Girls who just got fair, off the bus fair, here fair. in LA. Yeah, it's either that or um, you guys remember that show Step by Step? Yeah, uh, Never Al, heard of it. yeah, the uh, the tomboy mm-hmm. from Patrick Duffy's side of the family. Yeah, super cute. Grew up to be super hot. Can I say something? Why isn't she I, working more? I shot a video in her house once. What? Yeah. Did she know? So that's real. Yeah, she was aware. What? She, she was yeah, sleeping? That's real. That's super weird. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Yeah, that is. But I met her and been in her house. Not Join us problem. for our other uh, podcast, Brush with Fame. Stalking We're talking you. about meeting uh, Al from Step by Step, Cato Kalen, and other celebrities whose orbits we're kind of in. Ron Jeremy. Who's in everyone's orbit? Yeah, well, here's the thing is if you just go to a restaurant after 11 in Los Angeles, you'll meet Ron Jeremy. I've met him twice. <laughs> He'll disappear. Just, just go to Katsuya. Oh, the hedgehogs here. Just go to Katsuya on whatever Hollywood and Vine. Or go whatever. to Swingers after 11.30 oh my on God. a Wednesday night, and you can have pancakes with Ron Jeremy. <laughs> God All right. damn it. Actually, so, Ron Jeremy's in your kitchen right now. <laughs> Ron Jeremy is behind you. So who would like to who would like to open up uh, the last big mistake of the first season? I'd like I'd like to I'd like to do mine. All right. All and right. Let's let's just go. 
Because it's it. really weird. <laughs> this, uh, like I said, I warned you guys before. This Prove one, it. This one got away from me. Um, <clears throat> How was the universe created? Fuck off. It's deep. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Shut up. Can, can a bro get deep? Can I talk? <laughs> How did it open again? <laughs> How was the universe created? What secrets lay beyond our mortal reality? What is the purpose of our existence? These are the questions that quantum physicist and Harvard professor Dr. Deke Destroyer <laughs> has dedicated his Moving entire on. life to answering. But what he finds what may, be, may be our undoing. What is it? It's a dark matter engine. <laughs> We can power cities on negative energy of the universe. The research applications are endless. You're going to win a Nobel Prize, Deke. Who's <laughs> the high-pitched voice? It doesn't matter. It's just a girl. <laughs> but on the evening of his biggest discovery, Deke's whole world is about to fold in on itself. A super science terrorist group called Cell Fuck wants you. to weaponize the dark matter engine for their own nefarious purposes. I like the name. I'll be honest. Infiltrating the facility just as Deke flips the switch, they kill his friends and colleagues before his very eyes and cast Deke into his own device. No! <laughs> they thought he'd been atomized. They thought no one could stop him. Big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> Dr. Deke Destroyer was transported to an alternate dimension where all-knowing, all-seeing giant deer creatures called the Ancient Ones... (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) ...nursed him back to health. Knowing that the dark matter engine endangers all of existence, they bestow Deke with the means to fight interdimensional injustice and to stop those with the engine in their possession. It's a giant fucking gun imbued with the power (laughs) of cosmic god dear <laughs> now instead of researching the forces of the universe he fucking is one <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is Dr. Deke Destroyer in Dark Matters <laughs> oh shit and the tagline is I have multiple taglines let's hear all of them the first one is get ready for the second big bang <laughs> you (laughs) the other one is mass times velocity equals death (laughs) and then my last one which i think would be just the one that i'd toss around the office while writing it stallone in space dear fuck you (laughs) i like how he doesn't kill cthulhu he is nursed back to health by cthulhu Well, giant deer. I was going to ask if the weapons were antlers because they're giant deer. And you said, no, it's a big fucking gun. (laughs) Big fucking gun. Imbued with the power of giant space god deer. Oh my God. It feels feels like we could stealth this into a co uh, Hellboy 3 sequel. (laughs) It might work. Damn. Ron Perlman. That got weird, and I love it. (laughs) Big stuff to do. Like I said, that one got weird. Way to channel your Nick. Yeah, it really did. (laughs) Way to channel your Nick. Whoo. Well, uh, the the funny part is, as Kyle and I work together, we do most of the stuff while we're at work. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I I didn't get paid to write that one. Yeah, that, but that one not came yet. In, that not one yet. that came in early today. Not yet. That's gonna pay off when it's sold a year from now. No All problem. Right. Nick, you want to go next, or should I? I I guess I'll go because it won't really matter because that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> All right, do it. Here we go. Here we go. Big mistake. Big mistake. Take one. Shut up. Fuck you. 
Everyone remembers where they were when the coup engulfed the whole country into civil war. Mine's a Civil War one too. No, just keep going. Uh, for shop teacher Miles Clayson, he was serving one. He was serving one of his two days a month in the National Guard. His small town of Cedar Creek, Kansas, was taken over by the Rolling Death. A tra- <laughs> rolling Death, a traitorous, sadistic tank company that shows no mercy. <laughs> Outmatched and outgunned. Miles is able to lead his antiquated tanks back to his high school shop. As the town and his family are threatened, Miles recruits some of his students to upgrade his tanks and join the resistance. You red dawned it. <laughs> it's red dawn and fury. Meets fury, yes, that's exactly it. The rolling death thought the National Guard unit was a joke. They thought the National Guard was no threat. Big mistake. Big mistake. With tactile and well-executed attacks, Clayson is able to gain control of more tanks and brings the fight to the rolling death to save the town for America. As the world falls apart, justice rolls on. <laughs> Kurt Russell as Miles Clayson. <laughs> we could get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it, Kurt Russell, because he's in the episode, but he, uh, I don't know. If, <laughs> Bill Paxton as Commander Lee. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Also, right off. <laughs> Also, also, yeah, I guess I deleted that part. Hold on. <laughs> the enemy commander is Commander Lee, which is, <laughs> which is Bill Paxton. Well, okay. <laughs> Listen, I didn't stick the landing, but here, here we go. This, Are you cutting this trailer live? <laughs> this. <laughs> also, the tanks are hovercraft. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I wrote that just now. So. Is it true? <laughs> no, you know, it's not written down. But yes, it, they it are. is now. It's canon now. They Got are it? now. <laughs> this summer, buildings fall, heroes rise, and gears turn in tank crisis. <laughs> it's called tank crisis. Tank crisis. <laughs> tank crisis is a video game that I would play. Oh shit! Really? Oh. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it is. No, it's, it's that- just I would. No, it. no there was, it's, it was an old cabinet where you have those giant machine guns. It's not like Time Crisis. <laughs> like the guns are built in the machine. Yeah, and you're in a helicopter. It's called like L.A. Guns or oh, yeah, L.A. Yeah, Blades. Yeah, yeah. Except I'm on a tank, a hover tank, yeah. instead of a plane. Every so often, my, my dad would just decide to be super cool, and we would go to uh, Circle Center Mall yeah. in Indianapolis. Hey, arcade at the top of the mall. And then he would put $40 onto a game card, and we would just beat that game. Yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, that was awesome. Anything was... with guns built into the cabinet, that was yeah. what I was playing. It was back when my mom used to be a buyer for Nordstrom. God damn it. Instead of being, you know, a scientist for cancer research. <laughs> Tank Crisis was a title I've always had in my mind, but I never knew what the movie was until now. I, I'm a fan of it. I like that he's a everyman shopkeeper, and <laughs> shop teacher, shop shop teacher. Yeah, I like it. I, honestly, it's really weird because that kind of hit home for me. Because in my hometown, the National Guard Reserve is right by the high school, which I know that seems like. Poor planning. No, <laughs> but that's like right. It's literally right next door, and I could see him taking you a realize tank that from your there. high school probably oh, has like better equipment. No, than no, the I, I can tell that the, the theater teacher mm-hmm. at my high school is still a very active member of the National Guard. <laughs> that's super weird. He got me into uh, improv. He nursed my stand up. Yeah, and is probably w- one of the reasons why I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> Here's a question: Would Would you join him? In a tank platoon to fight Bill Paxton. Traitors. Yeah, yeah, I'll, fu- I'll fuck Bill Paxton up. By the way, I love Bill Paxton as an enemy. Yeah, as a, as Bill, a Bill Paxton's a great bad guy. 
what he showed up in Terminator as like a, a punk, punk asshole <laughs> who Is was that his first? who was supposedly as built as Arnold. <laughs> Arnold not really close. Not even. He close. seemed pretty confident. Swing and a miss. Well, first of all, he seemed pretty confident he could beat up naked Arnold. Well, here's the thing: is the new Terminator trailer came out fairly recently, and uh, <laughs> it takes place is old Arnold waits for young Arnold at the Griffith Park Observatory where the to first murder him where Terminator shows up. <laughs> so does that mean we're going to see a young CG Bill oh, Paxton run away in the background? God, that would be good. That would be amazing. I'd make sure it was in there. Yeah, I would. I would definitely. They didn't let me direct it. I, I obviously, they're obviously <laughs> they listen to this podcast. Did they get my letters? So uh, obvi- hopefully they'll do that. Okay, my big mistake. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Axel Luger, an Austrian soldier of fortune without any, more, without any more wars to fight. Adrift in the dangerous parts of the world, Luger tried in vain to find solace in the bottom of a liquor bottle. But it wasn't until he was found by his daughter, all-American killing machine Ronda Rousey's Magnilda, and her new husband, facial hair chameleon Scott Adkins Cole, <laughs> that he had his sights set on a second chance in the new world. Maggie and Colt invite Luger to live with them in America and finally meet his granddaughter, Adeline. In sleepy Colorado Springs, this man of war slowly but surely embraces the role of kindly grandfather (laughs) and regular down at the bait shop while passing on to Adeline life skills like how to tie different kinds of knots or hunting human beings like animals. (laughs) Life is good. Until one day, a rogue colonel Alexander Carthage, played by Christopher Walken, decides to start the Second American Civil War. He'll need access to the bunkers and missile launch codes in NORAD to do it, and he's going to march through Colorado Springs and crush underfoot anyone who tries to get in his way. Not that he thinks that anyone there's anyone left to stop him. Big mistake. Big mistake. Oxel Luger's only got one thing to say to that. Fuck this and fuck you. <laughs> When the police force is overwhelmed, Maggie Jiu-Jitsu schools burn down, and Cold is the only surviving member of the SWAT, SWAT team. It's up to this family of heartbreakers and life-takers to defend the home front from all enemies, foreign and domestic. With a United States on the line, and, a countdown, and the countdown for launch has begun, Luger has to kill his way through Colonel Carthage's forces, including right-hand man and former IRA assassin Liam Neeson's Patrick O'Rath. You're a big fool, aren't you? <laughs> Before a final showdown on the side of a goddamn mountain between a self-proclaimed super patriot and Uncle Sam's favorite adopted son. Okay, old dog, show me the new trick. I'm gonna teach you how to play dead. This summer, Arnold Schwarzenegger is reborn in the USA. Ooh. Tagline, it's not where you're from, it's what you bring to the fight. <laughs> That's a fucking good tagline. Also, yeah. a metaphor for his life? His entire life. He yeah. is the greatest immigrant story. That's he what, would actually that's what do he wants that to film. Be. He would 100... Everyone, he would get that script, he'd be like, this is me! Everyone I just named would do that film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I was very, very careful on who I You picked. know what the best part is? Is like, I love Scott Atkins. I don't think we'd have to try hard to get him in a movie. Nope. <laughs> Direct to DVD, Scott Atkins is there. No. He might even do the choreography for us. Oh, absolutely. Facial <laughs> here. We gotta have him do the choreography. God. Uh, that man kicks hard. Listen, even if you guys don't vote <laughs> he, like, for that, is, like, I think... Statham level... I mean, he's beyond that. Yeah. But he, like... Every time I see him in a movie, it's like, man, he kicked that guy to death. That yeah. That man's dead. Luke O'Connor of Comcast number 2 fame <laughs> asked for uh, recommendations to start doing. Of course. Uh, Ninja 2, Shadow of a Tear, yeah. starring Scott Atkins. Yeah. Shadow of a Tear. 
And Universal Soldier 4 Regeneration, <laughs> also starring Scott Atkins, oh my will, will not do you wrong. That, those are... Those are on the more ridiculous end of the spectrum, but certainly, uh, <laughs> certainly you'll enjoy yourself. Just, just, he punches a fucking bowling ball out of the so air. So that's pretty cool. So hard do it not, explodes. Do not visit Ninja 1. Just go straight to Ninja Never 2. Never visit Ninja 1. What? The, the one ninja. He had that wingsuit made out of dental dam. <laughs> I didn't see it. It's Dr- amazing. I can't Listen, imagine. Drink a six-pack. Watch it. The one with Scott Atkins double feature. Watch Ninja One, and then you'll know what we bout. Um, so, so that those are the last big mistakes of uh, this cycle of season one of Climax. We're gonna post. We're gonna post all of them. Hopefully before this one uh, airs. But if not, uh, we'll let you know on Twitter, um, and hopefully we'll have the Explosive Magic. We'll post them as they one. as it airs. We might also. I, I might collect them all into like a nice little. Uh, File, file for you guys. To no, but what we're saying is is is, feed. is over Christmas. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna Pretty do the B sides of what we had to cut out of the James Bond episode. Mm-hmm. We had to cut our uh, our personal histories with James Bond for time, and then so we're a gonna whole forty minutes of it. <laughs> an entire forty minutes of it. We're gonna release that uh, over the holiday since we won't uh, be able to air early <sighs> in January. Yeah, and then we're also gonna do all of the climaxes so you can vote. You'll get a lot of bonus stuff over the next month because we'll be out of town yeah. holiday stuff basically what's going to happen is is we're going to post all of the uh big mistakes you're going to have from the date we post it you're going to have 21 days three weeks mm-hmm. to vote please send all of your votes to action climax one word at gmail.com that is action climax at gmail.com let us know which one you want and we're going to write it and we're going to release it as a pdf and we're going to do a table read down the line we will genuinely write it we will like we're, we're not going to like we're severely looking we're going to shit out a draft if no, no. one if no one votes there will be one revision write. yeah is what I'm saying. Oh. Basically, we're going to meet once to hammer out the outline. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet a second time after the first draft goes out, and maybe a third time to just like fine tune dialogue, yeah. dialogue. And that's it. And, and then, then we're going to release lead. it. So when this comes out, it'll be eight, and then we'll have uh, nine, ten, eleven. So we'll meet once each month mm-hmm. to refine it, and then we're going to release it. So please let us know which one you would like to see um, at either explosionmagico.com or uh, action means climax, all one word. Or climax means action, all one word. Climax means action at tum- uh, dot tumblr.com. Not climax a- means Action orgasm. means climax? Whatever. <laughs> that was <clears throat> This is probably right. the most important election of your life. Yeah, that's true. So if you're not old enough gun. to vote, Praetorian then it gun. definitely Praetorian is. Praetorian gun. Okay. Preborn in the USA. <laughs> All right, everyone. Let's move on. Voting starts now. Now. Okay, so let's get into the meat of it. Tango and Cash. Um, when I pitched this, uh, both Nick and Kyle were like, oh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that one. That one will be fun. And I was like, oh, my God. They either haven't seen it in like the last five years or they've never watched it or they haven't seen it since they've learned how to write yeah because it's insane that's that's definitely the big thing Um, i I haven't seen this movie in easily a decade and since then i've learned a thing or two about structure (laughs) and logic in terms of film and this pretty much defies both of those things at every single turn i don't know i love it listen it's (laughs) a lot of fun it's a fun movie but like Matt said, which we'll talk about later, this film feels like a sequel. It feels like <laughs> that there was a first movie before this that filled in a lot of gaps, and then we watch this one and kind of pick up, and it's like, oh, it's all these characters that we should have fun 
returning to, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> There's well, like one line explaining them, probably. It's like it's like that. Not it's like they they had that phenomenal first movie that we didn't see that got the sequel greenlit, and this is the sequel that they didn't quite try as hard on, and just were like <laughs> future car. Well, here's the thing: is it a sequel to a movie that's never existed, or? Given the fact that Sly Stallone's character is a rich guy who doesn't need this job, yeah. and Kurt Russell's a blue-collar guy who doesn't know how to do anything else, yeah. is this the first spiritual prequel to Bad Boys 1 and 2, <laughs> thus finally actualizing the Bad actually, Boys trilogy? That's actually really true. I didn't think about that. This is literally the setup to Bad Boys. This is Bad Boys 0. You know yeah. what this movie needs? Wow. What? Them to be black. I, I could see Michael Bay watching this movie like when he was a young... I, like wanting to be a filmmaker and being like, I can top yes, it. I will do this, <laughs> but with this my is black what I would friends. like to do, but with black people. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, except the original Bad Boys was uh, Dana Carvey and uh, what's his face? Oh yeah, it was it's supposed to be absurd. It's it two terrible white guys. Yeah, um, but yeah, this really feels like given the characters' uh, background and stuff. And then the fact that, like, someone's got a sister that the other guy doesn't want to fuck. Yeah. This feels like we have a Bad Boys trilogy and didn't know it. And this yeah. is just Bad Boys Zero. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does feel like that. I didn't really think about it. Oh, even that, the dude. sister thing connects. Yeah. 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 That's really funny. Yeah. Wow. Tango didn't really fight too hard, though. He's like, oh, just don't sleep with my sister. Okay. Okay. I'm going to date your sister. High five. <laughs> hey. Hey, maybe don't fuck my sister. I'm gonna fuck your sister. Okay, <laughs> you seem all right. That's, that's a good Kurt Russell. Yeah. Actually. All, all right, right, let's lay so, it out. Tango Cash, 1989, originally called The Setup, directed by Andrei Konchalovsky. Born in the Soviet Union, he went to the state art school, made movies called Maria's Lovers, Runaway Train, Speed, but with John Voight and Eric Roberts, <laughs> which we need to watch at some point. Maybe, yes, maybe climax episode Did 36. Did it inspire actual Speed over here? I doubt it. I don't think so, right? But that's like that's like climb that's like when we get into the thirties and sure. really hard up for action yeah. movies. Uh Runaway uh Duet for One. A famous violin player goes through precious level of bad stuff. Uh, bad things. Homer and Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg and Jim Belushi. Great. Here huh. here's the description on IMDB for Homer and Eddie. <laughs> and I'm I'm reading everything exactly as it's written. I copy Please. and paste. Was this it. before Lay it out. Cash? Yes. A retarded man get help from a sociopathic woman when he tried to reunite with his dying father, who years earlier disowned him. Um, That's asking a lot of Whoopi and Jim Belushi. Can I say that? I, I, don't imagine, I don't imagine that he played that part with a lot of grace. <laughs> I don't have to see that movie to know that he probably didn't do that very respectfully. Not, not, not In even the early 80s? Probably didn't respectfully Listen, play a mentally disabled person. Not yeah. even, not even Sean Penn and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, never gave, go full retard. <laughs> gave retarded people yeah. a fair shake. Yeah, I'm sorry, mentally handicapped. Yeah, even and now I climax isn't even giving them a fair <laughs> shake. Sorry, guys. Um, he did lots of plays they in Europe know. and Russia. He did the TV mi- miniseries of uh, The Odyssey, starring Armando Sante and Eric Roberts, which my father loved. Listen, let's note something. After this film, does not work. <laughs> he does went, not really he, work. He went again. back to Europe and just did uh, plays. Yeah, he so, uh, he. This is the movie. I don't know what is. I don't know what it tells about the movie, 
necessarily, but this movie, he didn't work again in Hollywood. Because he was fired in the middle of it. It was then finished and actually directed by a man named Albert Magnoli, who directed Purple Rain. Oh, yeah! There's a double, I forgot the double credit. American Anthem, which Nick should know about, about a guy who gives up on gymnastics, but comes back to prepare for the U.S. Olympic trials and wins the girl. I do not, never heard of it. Uh, Albert Magnoli has not worked since 1997. But he's also hasn't worked in a long time. So, so both of these guys have a. I mean, they. I mean, I'm sure they have other careers and things going on. Hopefully, collecting. I don't know. We never. We never such, want anyone to be out of work. It's such a like a well referenced movie though. Like everyone's like. I mean, oh, Tango yeah, and Cash, Cash is not like a poorly directed film. It's a poorly edited film. It's just nonsense. And that certainly falls on the director as well. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Andre, the first director, was fired by John Peters because of the tone, as Andre wanted a more serious tone. Oh, okay. Andre was never shitty. He simply described the relationship as becoming untenable and had nothing but praise for the cast, especially Stallone, who he called, quote, a voice of reason on set. (laughs) Honestly, I could see that. Okay, here's, here's, here's some real shit for you. Yeah. Movie went into production in June without a finished script. Changed directors in August. Principal photography finished in September, but everyone was called back for two weeks of reshoots by Magnoli. Finished October 20th, 1989. Released December 22nd, 1989. Making it, making it the last film to be released in the 1980s. Um, whoa, oh, really? <laughs> this is the last film of the 80s. And mean, it is the 80s thing to ever 80s. That, they really wanted that, that. schedule is insane. Is why this movie is the way that it is. No, that like schedule 100%. is pre-CG. Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, no, no, I'm saying, it I'm not even saying post-schedule, why? I'm saying everything you just read, when you watch this movie, explains it. It makes a lot of sense. Actually, I'm surprised it, makes it, a it fucking, turned out I'm, as well as I'm it surprised did. it makes any fucking sense at all. After you read that, that's probably bad because this is probably the rough cut. Yeah, this is probably the first cut with like one (laughs) round of network notes, and they were like, "All right, just get it out there, go." The last film of the eighties. They really wanted that. Crazy. Also, yes, this should be the last film of the (laughs) eighties. It's definitely like the nail in the coffin of the eighties. A hundred percent. This is it. This had to be put out. So we could move forward. Well, cinematically. <laughs> also, also in terms of of, of summing this up, because be like a very weird nineties movie. Like yeah. eighty one and eighty two was a great year. Uh, eighty three and eighty six were great years for movies. But it only makes sense mm-hmm. that Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell had the final word on yeah, the nineteen eighties. Absolutely. Oh God, yes. Okay, so this was originally supposed to be directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who did the Adams Family movies and Men in Black and Wild Wild West. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Stallone spiders. Stallone pushed for Sonnenfeld to be fired because it wasn't lit to Sly's satisfaction. It wasn't lit? So they brought in Donald E. Thorin, technically a cinematographer, Ace Ventura 2, Shaft, <laughs> Boys on the Side, Pur- Midnight Run, Purple Rain. So wait, so he has always been kind of like super directory, directory even as an actor? Well, I originally guess. he didn't think he was going to be an actor because there was a complication in Sylvester Stallone's birth and they had to use kind of like the forceps to get him out yeah, 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 yeah. and it crushed part of his face so that's why his face is like that. It's yeah. not that he can't emote, it's that he physically cannot emote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he figured, I'll just be a screenwriter mm-hmm. and then they would save money on Rocky by just casting him. Goddamn awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Stallone always kind of pictured himself behind the camera at some point. Yeah. And then, you know, his ego got the better of him. 
So the movie was described as poorly organized. Lots of last-minute script changes, re-edits. Andre became the scapegoat, but it wasn't his fault. Uh, an unnamed person on the crew described it as a 22-week 22, 22 movie done in 11 weeks. Jesus Christ. That person was probably a 10. They he shot like it in 11 10. weeks? $20 million over budget. There are some fucking big sequences at the yeah. end. That sequence is huge. That's why that it's $20 million over budget. A long time. Well, I'm going to get. I have a note for that. It was one too. 20 million over budget? 20 million over budget. They brought in. That's uh, huge for the 80s. They brought in fan favorite and friend of the show, Stuart Baird, to save it. He ended up hiring uh, Hubert Laborie to edit. After Baird was brought in by Warner Brothers to literally save the movie and editing room, which he also had to do technically for Demolition Man, uh, he hired Hubert. Well, he did a fucking great job with that. <laughs> he hired Hubert to edit the film and Harold Fultonmeyer and Gary Chang to compose the music. I have. I have some notes for Harold and Gary, which we will get to. <laughs> Chang Maybe provi- not the best choice. Chang provided additional music near the end of the movie because Faltermeyer could not return to score the final reel of the film as it was constantly being edited because Warner Brothers kept complaining about cut after cut after cut. Because of the massive re-editing, some plot parts and even some action scenes were deleted, which you can see if you look up the original trailer. Oh yeah, oh, there's some stuff some... missing from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, there's a part there's where there's dialogue, a part where Kurt Russell is very thing. dismissive of the Chinese people. Yeah. Uh, well, it's probably <laughs> good that they lost that. Nope, I love it. I think it's a great line, and I think it really tied into uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Toward, <laughs> stunts towards the end of the movie in the quarry were so dangerous, they used 11 camera setups at once because the stuntmen were only allowed to do them one time. That makes sense. Shit. Yeah. There's some weird shit going on. When that monster truck comes over that fucking hill and, and over the, them. And then is never mentioned again. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, uh, we, we gotta talk about it when we get to it. Okay, John Peter, super producer, was wildly successful hairdresser in Beverly Hills. He managed Barbara Streisand early on, produced A Star Is Born, which put her on the A list. He's the Michael Uslan of Superman movies. Wow. <laughs> he wanted a giant spider in the Tim Burton, Kevin Smith, Superman's Lives. When that movie got killed, he was able to get it in the Wild Wild West. <laughs> he just really wanted it in there. I. Don't blame him. Giant Spider always. But here's the thing is is we can make fun of Giant Spider and Wild Wild West and like the later Superman movies. But he also did Ali, Rain Man, Money Train, Caddyshack, Flashdance, and an American Werewolf. That guy's not fucking around. No, Money Train. Yeah, Money Train is a fucking. Oh shit, we should do Money Train. I love every movie I just mentioned, including Flashdance. It's a good movie. Written by Randy Feldman, he did Hell Knight, Frat Pledges Die in a Haunted House, Nowhere to Run with JCVD. It's, here's the here's the here's the description: Escaped convict Sam Gillen single-handedly takes on ruthless developers determined to evict Clyde, a widow with two young children. Nobody knows who Sam is. Great. NBC TV called it the best Van Damme movie ever. <laughs> It is. Probably. Metro with Eddie Murphy and Michael Rappaport, Not which good. I saw in theaters. Not good. He was a, a executive producer on Early Edition about the man who got yeah, uh, newspapers this. from tomorrow. Yeah. And as luck would have it, 2011, yeah. his last thing, large Hispanic cast about a publicist who has an accident and tries to get money for his original story. I forget what else. I, he has something in, uh, in development, too. But Originally, Swayze was cast as Kurt Russell's Cash. Swizzazy would be good. But he dropped out to do Roadhouse. So everything <laughs> So everyone So everything worked out. So everything's fine. So literally everybody won. Honestly though, I don't know. You know, if if it was switched, if if it would have been like Swayze in Tango and Cash and Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell and Roadhouse. Ooh. Fuck. Fuck. We would, do would, live in the darkest timeline. It would have worked either amazing. way. Yeah. Now we substitute Swayze into like every 
uh, Russell role, like Universal Soldier. Uh, I, I I don't buy no, I don't I don't yeah. buy Russell and Soldier, or I don't buy Swayze and Soldier. Yeah, and I don't think he had the self awareness for Big Trouble in Little China. No, 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 no. But I think he would have done okay in Escape from but New a York. Russell in uh, I think Russell could have taken a Roadhouse in a. In a, a weird direction. direction. Yeah. It would have been because he's just so snarky. It would have been snarkier I, and less serious, but him and Sam Elliott on. Well, yeah, that's first the of thing. all, they have great chemistry. In Tombstone. We've already established in that. In Tombstone. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing, though, is I feel if Swayze, if Kurt Russell had done Roadhouse, both he and Sam Elliott would have died of alcohol poisoning in 1992. <laughs> We'd have lost him so early. Yeah. And he wouldn't be here for uh, the final season of Justified. No, not at all. So Holy shit. That's awesome. And Garrett Dillahunt. Fuck, that's going to be such a good season. Yeah. Uh, highly recommended Justified from all three members yes. of uh, Climax. Best so, thing on TV. Kurt Russell, he feels like he doesn't need an introduction, but judging by tweets and emails we get, we're introducing a lot of you uh, to movies that you should see. And people. Yeah. So Maybe here's, it's a younger crowd. Yeah, so here's some things you should know about Definitely. Kurt Russell. Uh, you need to see The Thing, Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, 100%. Yeah. Miracle, yeah. Sky High. Where he plays a superhero. That's oh, a God. good movie. Tombstone, so which is my favorite Kurt Russell movie. Sorry, Big I, Trouble in Little Big China. Big Trouble in Little China is my favorite movie probably of all time. Tombstone's one of my favorite movies of all time. Of all time. I can watch it every day, uh, except after The Raid 2, as I mentioned uh, before. And Fast <laughs> Five, Six, Seven, he'll be in that. Uh, telling Vin Diesel how Finally. it is. Finally. And then to give you a little bit of, uh, of color uh, to let you know where they are. Three years after Big Trouble in Little China... Three years before Tombstone, which he also probably secretly directed. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. There's Russell rum- secretly directed? There's rumors that George P. Uh, Kamastas uh, just couldn't make it work on the budget, and he couldn't work with the actors, and Kurt Russell is actually the true director of Tombstone. If that's true, then it's a fucking travesty that he didn't direct more. He needs to direct so, like, way was, more. Yeah. Was there like a bad scene, and Russell was just going... No. <laughs> no. No. And then he rises out of a creek and fires blanks at George P. Camostas. <laughs> hey, Kyle, how you doing? Oh, my gosh. I got a legitimate spit, spit take. Spit out a lot of water. <laughs> Here, he, no. Here in the official Climax recording studio, Kyle did a legit spit take. I wish we were running yes, video. I'm well, done. Well, see, so yeah. I stop now. Watch Tombstone. Rewind to that part, and, then and come make back. sure you're drinking something. <laughs> and you also do. And you can live how I a live. spit take during. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Stallone. We've done before, but just to give you a little bit of color. Fuck you, Nick. Four. This was done four years after Rocky Four. Three years after Cobra. After Rocky Four. He knocked out all the Rockies in the 80s. Uh, like Rocky Shit. 1 was in 90. It was a fun weekend. Rocky 5 was in 90, I mean. God uh, damn. 3 after Cobra, which is a movie we will cover on this we podcast. We will cover Cobra. Which is pretty goddamn 80s. 1 before Rocky 5, 3 before Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, and 4 before Cliffhanger and Demolition Man, which apparently came out in the same year, which is amazing. Cliffhanger is amazing. Um, we gotta do Cliffhanger. Yeah, we gotta do uh, Cliffhanger. John Lithgow. Terrifying. John Lithgow. Terry Hatcher as uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone's sister, Lois and Clark, Desperate Housewives, Tomorrow Never By Dies. By the way. I mean, I know that she's still gorgeous, she's so but young Terry Hatcher, especially in this movie. Holy shit. I'm about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. We're I don't know it. what her job in this is, is in this movie, but I'm about it. She works with strippers, but she's not a stripper. 80s Terry she's Hatcher. She's a terrible drummer. 80s Hatcher <laughs> is up there with uh, Ott's Ava Green. Yeah. 
She's a step she's above like, air drummer, but not a real drummer. She's crazy good looking in this. I, I can't do it. Even with like the scrunchy hair, she's like Here's a yeah. fun here's Jesus a fun fact. Christ. I like the tiny curls. <laughs> I, that's fine. That's, I don't care. That's an easy way to trick me into doing stuff. Good luck finding a woman right now that has those. Listen, 98 will come back. <laughs> and then that'll Listen, be it's going to circle around. Fashion is cyclical because they are not smart. Nope. Mm-mm. Those high pants are coming back. Okay. Jack Palance from City Slickers, Tim Burton's Batman, and Shane, which my grandfather showed me when I was eight. Mm-hmm. That's and it was the first idea. time I knew evil. Why did they show you Shane? Because I had to know about bad cowboys. <laughs> Your grandpa's awesome. My grandpa is awesome. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. Uh, and he was also in The Professionals. He was he played a Mexican in The Professionals, yeah. which I'm going to highly recommend to everybody. That's it's a fucking a, good movie. It's a western with Burt Lancaster, Woody Strode, Lee Marvin, and Robert Ryan. That is the manliest cast you've ever fucking heard of. You, you honest, honestly, that movie... We should do a podcast on that because I've watched that very recently. Okay, and uh, that movie is a fucking action. Movie. Yeah, we're gonna uh, do the ending of that movie is fucking nutballs. We're gonna and everyone dies. We got a, quite a list building. So no, but we're, that no, is no, like but, that's like OG like no. precursor yeah. to the modern yeah. action. We're gonna movie, we're gonna up. we're gonna start doing westerns. Uh, we're gonna sit down and explain the rules behind them as they're an offshoot of the action. Uh, genre, but that one is like oh, yeah. a foundation yeah. for the action genre. Period. We're gonna Not do the just professionals. Westerns. We're gonna do uh, kung fu movies because it's weird that I've gone this long without talking about Jackie Chan. Um, <laughs> yeah, rest assured, we're gonna cover those movies. We're gonna do superhero movies that fit. Yeah, like Blade and Captain America too. We will get to them. Uh, rest assured. Also interesting about Jack Palance, uh, Oscar winner. He did everything. Westerns, historical epics, and he has played both Fidel Castro and Dracula. He's one of the most terrifying people. The man has screen. range. Um, also, <laughs> Fidel worth Castro noting, like you said earlier, if you watch this movie, he is literally still stuck in Tim Burton Batman mode. Yeah, his his bad guy is prepared to fight oh, yeah. uh, Batman uh, this come and after, James Bond. This came before Batman, right? I have no so idea So this role definitely out. got him Tim Burton Batman. Oh, no, it's 80. Or Tim Burton Batman got him this role. No, wasn't Tim Burton Batman 1989? I'm not sure. All I know is that they shot it at the same time. When same, Matt said that he was clearly weekend, still in Tim Burton's apparently. Batman, that's... That's true. That's what he's acting Should as. Should we pause and look That's this up? Well, also, here's the thing is Jack drinks. Pounce doesn't make sense unless you assume he's prepared to fight Batmans and James Bonds. Yeah. Because he is not ready for two cities. Or a tango on cash. <laughs> Brian James, hard to believe but not actually British. No. Hard to believe? Because when it switched from Australian to British. Well, his character's name was Terrible Accent. Like he was a Bond villain. <laughs> um, he only had two lines originally, but he wanted to be memorable, so he did them in a Cockney accent. Stallone heard it, loved it, and rewrote the script to give him more lines. I was going to jump around. the fuck up. How that, much does that explain he, about Sylvester Stallone's he process? He loved that accent. Yes. This is one of the few times that I've heard someone doing a, an, a British accent and actively was, was like, like this is bad <laughs> because I've seen him. This guy's famous for Blade Runner and he in was a in billion Fifth other Element. movies. Mm-hmm. And he clearly is not. I knew he was not a British ac- actor, and it sounds terrible. It, you could really tell does. by them throwing just like, oh, Bullocks is an English thing. Let's throw that in there. And governors. Yeah, all these like Britishisms are just shoved no, in every line. It, it sounds like. A high school play of My yeah. Fair Lady. He's yes! Not, he's not worth a toss. Actually, it's so weird because I, I would imagine at this point, with the success that he's had, Stallone has probably been to England. 
<laughs> and, and yet, heard English people. And yet, he, he heard had this sex man's, with someone with he, an English he accent. He heard this man's accent and was like, the fuck a Yeah, but by oh 19... Oh my God, you're a chameleon! <laughs> but by 1989, he's only heard, like, rich, posh British accents. So this one is just like, oh... This is how poor people talk. <laughs> he probably heard like his kids. This man do... would be in a life of crime. No, he, he heard his kids do "My Fair Lady." All I want is a room somewhere, Mm-mm. somewhere cold from the cold night air. And he's just like, now, look at all those villains. Get look at all those villains <laughs> on stage. Get me to the church. Get me to the church. Get me to the church on time. Oh, my God. And Sylvester Stallone was like, you've got it. You did it. All right. Uh, well, what he, else do you have for us? Brian James also did a movie that uh, does not get enough love, but it's very good. It's called Southern Comfort, and it's about a National Guard unit on a training exercise in Louisiana who gets hunted by angry Cajuns. Big mistake. Oh, shit. That's a cool start. <laughs> like, kind of great. Also starring Fred Ward and Powers Booth. Um, I love both of those. Brian James. Powers Booth is the shit. That must be like a grizzled it's really Powers good. Booth. Everyone should watch Southern Comfort. Wow. Um, so, Luke, there's uh, more recommendations for Southern going Comfort. On. Um, unfortunately, Brian James died in 1999 of a heart attack. Um, yeah, he died no really with young. us. Yeah. So, next up, the other gang leaders, uh, James Hong, David Goddamn Lopan. Yep. Kung Fu Panda's dad. He's been in everything. Voice- Anytime that it calls for an Asian actor... To either be, well, nope, anytime it called for an Asian actor in the 80s period, evil, good, indifferent, he was the Asian. guy. It was either James Hong or Ricky Yoon, who yeah. was the Asian in uh, Temple of Doom. What's that? Antidote. Antidote. Antidote to what? To the poison Jesus drinks. <laughs> That's Ricky Yoon. That's not uh, James Hong. He was also the voice of Bucky on Heart of Archness on Archer. Of course. And uh, most recently, I think all of us have seen him as the triad boss in Jason Statham Safe. Yes. Um, starring Reggie Lee. Still great. Friend movie. of the show. Friend of the show. Reggie Lee. Uh, Mark uh, oh, Alamo. Yeah, we could. For fast. Yeah. Oh, we should. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, didn't think about that. Mark Alamo, who. Uh, He's the he's the Hispanic crime boss. He hasn't done it a lot except a uh, Gold Ducat on Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Judging by some of your profiles on Twitter, many of you are familiar with Deep Space Nine. Yes, he is the Cardassian Gold Ducat. I am not. And then Robert Zadar as, as Samurai the, Cop as as Yamashita on Samurai Cop. He is the <laughs> king of the prison in this movie. He's done three movies called Maniac Cop. He did Future War, which you must, must, must see the Mystery Science Theater 3000 of. It's on Netflix. It's one of my favorite Mystery Science Theater 3000s. Future War. Yeah. Just put Future War into Netflix. I own the the Mystery Science Theater DVD. I own the Untouched DVD. And then this dude was also in uh, the main guy, not Robert Zadar, but the main guy was in the Matrix sequels as an agent, and he was in John Wick. Uh, Can I say Robert Zadar, his chin... Rivals Bruce Campbell easily. Well, it it beats it. It looks like a fucking donut. Yeah, it looks like oh, someone that, put the, the, a donut around is that his real? chin. Yeah, that, that's, that's a real, real no. chin. No, like if I was gonna design like a live that's action, that's why cartoon, he kept getting that's parts because he's like. huge. And then he is like fuck it, like you can, an it's evil villain chin. Yeah. yeah, no, he he stepped out from a terrifying. Cartoon. The most recent thing he's done is something called Guns of El Chupacabra, which I think we all need to find and watch. <laughs> I can't imagine it's good. All right, that's all the notes I have for the preamble. Um, Stuart Baird as uh, our editor, so um, I guess Nick. Will uh, 
I covered Nick's stuff for him. Good. <laughs> Good, because I didn't about think that. about it. Okay, so the Tango and Cash opens with Black, Sly Stallone going, Okay, let's do this. Also, one of the most boring chase scenes this ever. In a weird-ass score. Yeah. Every music note in this movie is, like, weird. Yeah, it's, like, slightly off. I'd rather have, I mean, John Carpenter's synth underneath it. You know what I mean? I would rather have and John I'm not, I realize that that, I realize that that sounded like that's it, that I it's bad, it? yeah. but it's not. That's just me in general. I would like that under most I movies. love that immediately, even though it might be a, a boring chase scene, it was in action. Scene. I mean, it, it made sense to start with the chase, it but it was kind of boring. But there's a lot of and weird then, choices. Like, well, first of all, so... <laughs> He's chasing down this giant gas tanker truck, and he stops in front of them, gets out of his car, and starts shooting his gun at them. Well, first off, I like... And the two criminals (laughs) in the seats are like, well, this guy's crazy! It's like, no, he's shooting at you. He knows that you're transporting coke, and that you're criminals, and why are you surprised that this man is shooting at you? Well, there's a lot to unpack from that scene, because first off, why don't you just kill him? Why don't you just run him over? Yeah. You're in a runaway semi. He's in some shitty little convertible. It's like he was willing to shoot them with a, uh, a bullet to the head. And they're like, oh, we but can't they're kill like, a oh, no, we're not going to kill a <laughs> I'm not going away for that long. Well, I also, like, I had my note is uh, Ray Tango has no time for inflection or punctuation. Because when the helicopter's talking to me, he goes, oh, yeah. Basically this, drop dead. I've been on this case for six months. I'm going around, okay? <laughs> okay. Hold on. Okay. Here's the thing. The helicopter's chasing him. He's chasing him. What was the helicopter's crew helicopter crew's plan yeah they were like they're like back off tango yeah back We've off this, this is ours to do what what one, were they gonna do one they don't mi- have machine on. guns one, they weren't gonna like repel. One, one mile later they're like well if you're gonna do something do it now because they're entering another jurisdiction we're not gonna do yeah. anything it's almost yeah. like they wrote the script on set yeah <laughs> um i really like uh that he had to reload his gun before the showdown he's yeah, like why i forgot to reload my gun after my uh, no other awesome adventure. I thought that, that was weird. that's why it feels like a sequel. Is something really cool happened before he got to that point and he had to reload uh, his gun. Good point. But seriously, <laughs> why did the tanker break? Like, were they afraid of setting off the gas? I don't know. I, well, that's the whole thing. The really weird thing is there's a lot of weird moments in this movie, like the reload, like the logic there of why they stop. And like shit like that. It's just kind of like there's a lot of like just things that are slightly off. Here's that make it they, a really fun movie. They were but also classic, you're just like what the fuck is going on? They were classic '80s bad guys though. They had the leather jacket, oh, fuck the yes. bandanas, okay. the fr- frizzy hair. Nick Nick just brought up classic '80s. Yeah, let's all take a moment from the plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's slow down. Let's hit the brakes. Unlike that gas tanker, yeah. which should have just gunned it. <laughs> should just ran right through them. Yeah, let's take a moment. Did everybody enjoy this movie? I, I enjoy this movie immensely. I own, I, it on, I own it on three different versions. I lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> yes, you did. But I very much enjoyed it. It's you a ca- really fun movie. You came into work Thursday in a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I I lost my fucking mind. But it what? I mean, it's a fun movie. You're not going to watch it and not have a good time. Nick, did you enjoy this movie? I loved it, and I'm embarrassed to say that the first time I watched it was some months ago. We're it was changing in lives. The last, yeah. It, oh, yeah, no, because I bought it uh, like four or five months ago. Yeah, when you, when you watched it after you bought it, um, that was the first time I've seen okay. it. And, that, and for me, I had seen and it. And I'm ashamed I, to say I, it I don't think I'd seen a, it in a decade ago, but, since a decade okay. ago. And you know what I mean. You see this movie when you're like... <laughs> 
Eight. When you're fucking eight and you're like, <laughs> apparently you do. Fuck yeah. So and then I knew it was a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe my I don't know. But Maybe here's the thing. Never... Okay, so Nick is Nick keeps stumbling upon great points. I want to make. Yeah, is stumbling. It's what I do. Everyone enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Everyone. No one regrets watching it. No. We're not. We're not. We're not hate fucking this movie. No. Uh, viewers at home. But this is. This has all the hallmarks of the 1980s in it. This is the 80s movies to ever 80s. Because everything that action was in the 1980s until the tr- transition to the 90s, this movie encompasses. And I think that's why it's still famous. Almost to a fault. Yeah, absolutely to a fault. Yeah. Not even almost. Yeah. Into a fault, and then it somehow saves it because the leads are Sly Stallone and Kurt Russell. And they're just so charismatic. Yeah, that you, you just love them. It. You just want to go with them. Well, I mean, like Fuck, it's Sly is really it's like been this. redone. Like um, a lot of movies copy it. Like Bad um, Boys. Yeah, watching like, you know, it. Bad Boys. Watching it, and I was like, oh, this is what inspired life with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. They're both framed, and they break out, and I guess try to prove. Fun it. fact: Nick Allen loves life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. I love it. The Sweet. movie. I, I'd give the movie like a solid B. I've probably watched it once a month since I've lived with Nick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've watched it. Yes, what do I have. do when I sleep? <laughs> you, you watch it a lot uh, on weekends um, <laughs> if I don't wake up before you. Okay, so so back to Tango and Cash, which we've established we all like, but yeah. it is insane, and we acknowledge that. Yeah. So Sly Stallone stops the tanker, which should have just run him over anyway. I love Take the sheriff's beat. deputies. Takes a beat yeah. as, before the guys break out the window. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is Robert Zadar, who we will I see again in the theater. That was Robert Zadar. I didn't realize it until I watched it for this show that that was Robert Zadar driving the tanker. Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't make sense to me. How um, do you become king? But like, I love it's like they jumped out. Yeah, they <laughs> absolutely jumped out. King. Um, I love the sheriff's deputies. The terrible sunglasses. The oh, business God, mullets. Perfect. The ass wanting. The Rambo crack. Also, oh, the Rambo crack is great. Do you think the Rambo crack? Like, since it happens this early, this is what gave Sly the okay go ahead to reference all the self reference everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, the, but that is also another good, clear sign that this is the last movie of the 80s. Is this is probably the first time that he got really self referential and like joked about himself. He was finally that famous. And like, of course, and he's just right now, boom, showering in it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's loving it. Yeah, he created a character tougher than Rambo, which is bullshit, because Rambo is <laughs> objectively maybe the toughest character ever. <laughs> He's pretty tough. He's pretty tough. He's a tough well, guy. Okay. need to do that. So, one. this movie doesn't waste any time fucking around. We oh. can't waste the 10 seconds for an establishing shot of the villain's headquarters yeah. and an underling running in to tell the mob bosses what happened. They decide to get in their limo and sit in traffic in the desert. Yeah, they just they drove by just knowing that it was going to happen. <laughs> they, they were following <laughs> it because they have nothing else to just do. Just 40 miles behind? <laughs> in the desert. In the Mojave Desert. They were, they were just... That is the best way to travel, probably. Every other movie in in creation would show the stupid warehouse that the climax of this movie, woo, happens at. (laughs) Thanks for picking that up. No problem. So, and then someone would have gone, someone would have walked in with like a file and then whispered into Jack Palance's ear and been like, and then Jack Palance would have been like, 
gentlemen. Or like he would have been, he would have been in the middle of a meeting, and Which then he the just worst turns part is, is and that shoots that one of his underlings later anyway. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, "Fuck it, yeah. let's go to the desert. We'll take my limo." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they still have that scene. Um, gentlemen, how do we kill the Batman? I mean, Tango and Cash, <laughs> Cash and Tango. Can I say that uh, Kurt Russell's intro? Is madness. What is that song? Absolutely madness. I don't know what that song is. What is this theme song? It's I like someone goes, that- hey, what if Honky Tonk lasted to synth? The first time <laughs> that you see him, he gets murdered. <laughs> no, the first Hold time. On. Straight first up time, murdered. No, the first time it's you so see crazy. him, he's driving in a convertible to... Honky Tonk synth as the children of his village, which is Los Angeles, yes. love him. Yes, of course. The beautiful biracial children. He goes upstairs, gets murdered by the checks, worst checks Asian assassin. out in, in the mirror. Yeah. Also, hold on. Like, it's that like, gunman, did, I guess, did he not have enough room behind that to raise his gun and prop, shoot through the door? I had... I had his multiple, plan A was I had multiple through. questions. Yeah, his plan A was to yeah he didn't shoot through Which the door. Visually was fucking awesome. Yes. I was like yeah. I had a couple of questions. But the one thing why immediately have... murder Cash? Because he's he's a thorn in their side. Two, which will come up later. Shoe gun. <laughs> Boot gun? Boot gun forever. Oh, the one thing you didn't plan on was boot gun. Yeah, the one thing Idiot. you didn't know. <laughs> oh, you didn't know I was wearing a vest, and you didn't know I had fucking boot gun. He was fucking sloppy. Get ready for it. Also, also boot gun. that laser sight on top of his handgun <laughs> is <ridiculous>. huge. <laughs> Why is it so big? On a revolver. <laughs> it's so big. I was like, what is that on top of his gun? And then it it's not until halfway through the movie that he actually turns it on. I'm like... That's a laser sight? It's huge! <laughs> Holy shit! I thought it was a... <laughs> it's like a, just a huge bar of metal. It has to add like 10 pounds to his gun. Like at first you're like, why does your handgun need a scope? If you want a scoped weapon, use like a long rifle. <laughs> yeah. Like a sniper rifle. And then you find out it's a laser sight and it makes even less sense. Yeah. And then there's a scene later on where he's like, my sights are off on his gun. I'm like, you don't even use it! You put lasers on everything! Okay, okay, wait, hang on, hang on. <laughs> we gotta go back. There's a lot to unpack. The introductions to these characters it's like Sylvester- are rich and very full. It's like, Sylvester- like, wait, we could talk an hour for the first two scenes of this movie. It's like Sylvester Stallone goes, hey, make sure they're both cool. And everyone knows they're cool, but in their own cool ways. <laughs> We're okay, for it, but we're both cool. Okay, so first off, they're celebrity cops to the point where they're both on the front page of the paper with just their last names, and Cash is super fucking casual about it. Well, uh, Cash is not on the first page. No, no he's, he's on the lower he's half. He's below the fold. Like, yeah. No, he's below the fold. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, Cash does it again. Yeah. 200 kilos seized. Getting really sick of writing about this amazing police officer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we got out of that Who phase just hates movies. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one of the... <laughs> Most ridiculous parts about this movie are all the like newspaper swirls. It's like that they just figured out how to do really good newspaper graphics, (laughs) and they're like, "Let's lose, let's use them all the time." Like someone who was an intern at a paper, yeah, transitioned to production assistant. Yeah, like, no, I can make the no, we'll do it. Give me a camera, I'll make it work. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my god, I got a printing press. It's cool." So the guy comes through the window. The Chinese guy comes through the window to kill Kurt Russell. Wait, doesn't he punch through a mirror? To yeah, shoot punch- first. He yeah. punches and then shoots. He punches through a mirror. Not even through a window. He's in his apartment, punches through a mirror. Yeah. 
I don't know how. Because apparently Kurt Russell is also surprised that he has a room behind his mirror. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Where was that mirror being hung? On an empty space? Was it covering it? With all his other... He's like, well, uh, I don't need the second bedroom. Giant mirror. So then, boot gun, out of nowhere, spooks the assassin. As he's falling over. Which would... I'm done. If the guy's got a boot gun and I'm trying to kill someone, yeah, I'm bolting too. So, so I mean, he kind of so he did. has a boot gun to the he point did. to the point where it spooks him, where he born identity throws himself out of the window to escape boot yeah. gun. He was just an assassin who was not prepared to deal with this cop to have another gun. God forbid he has two guns <laughs> and a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Who would think? Which we talk about in an elevator. Yeah, two crappy police Listen, stations. No, yeah. It, as he's shirtless. They talk about it, but like three scenes later, it's like, oh no, we understand that he is probably wearing a, a, vest. a bulletproof vest. Sure. <laughs> so then, so then, after boot gun and the guy throws himself out the window, Jason Bourne style, but lives. <laughs> they go to a parking garage where the Chinese guy tries to kill him with Marty McFly's truck from the end of Back to the Future. <laughs> oh my god, that sequence yeah. is really long. What is the layout of that parking garage? Also, that Russian guy. Hold on. We get 80s tits in that parking garage. Oh, yeah. And we get random boots. Just when you think there wouldn't be tits. Yeah, they they show up. Really, in the last place, the parking garage. Yeah. What's a a fun thing? Uh, There's a couple screwing in uh, the back of a car. Okay. Yeah, they're in a parking garage, so obviously they're near an apartment. And Russian guy. Because, you know, we're in the middle of that. But there's enough parking garage where we can have a very clear car chase. Mm-hmm. Before they drive through a uh, hanging uh, halogen lights alley. <laughs> what was that? It was a music video. It was a George Michael yeah. video, and then Kurt Russell intruded on it. And then Russian guy, you crazy guy, what did you do with my car? I believe in perestroika. Here's why perestroika is <laughs> funny. Here's why that joke's in there. Perestroika was basically a uh, DC Comics New 52 reboot of communism. Yeah. Because they were like, Okay, so communism is based on ideals from the 19th century. How can we reboot communism so it is it will work and is attractive to people in the 20th century? Mm-hmm. And then when they realize that communism doesn't work in the 20th century in a global <laughs> global community, it destroyed the Soviet Union. Yes. Um, but that's why that joke's funny is also the guy's from Russia. And he's wearing a, a Gorbachev t-shirt that says uh, Glasnost, which means open in Russian. God damn it. And then Kurt Russell's just like, welcome to America. Yeah, which I love. Communism was doomed to fail. Kurt Russell is a super patriot in this. Yeah. He no, hates no. British people, and he hates Russian people. Yep. I was going to bring up, this, America this, this introduces his hatred of immigrants. Yeah, pretty Kurt much. Kurt Russell hates immigrants. Yeah, he really doesn't like Which is weird, all. because he loves Wang from Big Trouble in Little China. Well, yeah. But he doesn't understand that China is here. Is he in, in the quote, to quote my grandfather... One of the good ones. Is Wang one of the good ones? I think so. Okay. 100%. One of your grandpa. (laughs) So then we we cut back and forth between the two different police stations. We have the fancy one in in West LA, a.k.a. Beverly Hills, where everyone's pretty, and then the shitty one. And then we meet uh, Terry Hatcher, who is super hot in this movie. And we don't really know who she is. We think he, we think she's Stallone's yeah, girlfriend. wife, girlfriend, something. But it's not. Yeah. And here's where they throw you the first curveball, because it's like, you mean to tell me Super Cop Ray Tangle can handle crime, but not his personal life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. And then, straight from there. 
And then this visit to each guy's police station is the exact same setup from a romantic comedy where the main couple is from across the tracks. Yeah. Like, Ray Tango's is full of crime. Oh, it's a love story. Certainly. Oh, absolutely. These <laughs> guys definitely like fuck at the end of this. It's, this inspired... It's definitely this inspired... Very, very pro-homosexual. This inspired the Bad Boys films and the trend of bromance. And Brokeback Mountain. Yes. 100%. Um, we need to take a moment to talk about uh, Tango's Captain's toupee. Because it gets worse every time you see it. Uh, and I wish that he wasn't the one that we saw the most. It's the bad he, guy from Quantum of Solace. It's he's just the only this one that keeps showing toupee. up. He's the only one that keeps showing up, and, and I don't know why. it keeps getting worse. Yeah. Um, let's just move on. Because uh, the next scene is my favorite. Well, also, I want to point out... So, Gabe Cash goes and like opens a drawer to check his gun. Yeah. Okay, that drawer... Here are the contents of that drawer. A pistol and candy. <laughs> I wish I actually That's a have drawer that. in your office. I have that drawer. <laughs> I have a drawer full of Nerf guns and then the booze for yeah. uh, Climax. Yeah. My, well, you know, desk. if it's bigger than a quarter or whatever, it's not edible. So there's <laughs> not true. a chance of you putting mm-hmm. a gun in your That's a good point. Accidentally. Great point. And then, See, uh, they're very large and heavy. And then when, very delicious. After Gabe... Drops the foreshadowing that someone's been fucking with his sights mm-hmm. on a gun with no scope on it. Yeah. Just iron sights that are built into the fucking top of so the gun. I don't know how you fuck with those. Some terrible oh, ADR. Something. Yeah. Which is probably emblem- uh, emblematic of the uh, director and editor switching. Yeah. Oh, it's like, um, there's oh, a we lot need, of ADR we need. We need something. Oh, a lot of their quips. Oh, there's a ton. Oh, if like if if uh, Tango has a quip, you got to back it up with a cash. No, quip. let's talk about their quips for a moment, because the one thing that I noticed and that I think is hilarious about this movie is that about sixty to seventy percent of their like action movie quips have no setup. All of the- it's it's just like no setup. They just kind of say something out loud that kind of sounds badass and vaguely related to the situation. You're like, there was another line there. No. There was a line to set that all, up. All of their quips are like... But they took it their, out. All their quips are like, we don't have the money, so what we're going to do is we're going to alternate. We're going to shoot the top half of a page and the bottom half of a page. <laughs> yeah. The top half of a page and the bottom half of a page. It's a 400-page script, and this we just got to trim it, it down. Um, I definitely like Tango's captain talking to him like it's the first time they met. <laughs> hey, Ray, why are you a cop if you got all this money? <laughs> action. The action. American action. You sure you haven't had this conversation before? <laughs> Is, are you sure you didn't have this conversation as soon as one of you was promoted? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate you showing up to do this, uh, toupee captain, and probably the last time Sylvester Stallone looked like a normal human being. Yeah. God, he looks good in this. That's movie. not true. He was a human being in Cliffhanger and Demolition Man. Yeah, that's so true. basically ninety three was the last time he looked yeah. like a person. And then, but he looks great in this. Movie. And he started doing a lot of HGH. I was saying that the other yeah, day. I, 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 very slim. I hadn't. I think I've watched a lot of elder Stallone movies recently, and I forgot how a how like g- legitimately handsome the dude was, and just like he just looks fucking great, and he like. In this movie, more than any other movie, you can legitimately understand what he's saying. Yeah. From Rocky to Demolition Man. Yeah. For 20 years, he ran Hollywood. Yeah. And there was a reason for that. It wasn't luck. It wasn't because everyone was fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he was a good-looking dude who was charismatic and could write his own shit. 
Yeah, well, that's a huge deal too. Yeah, he got. He was at a point. He just could do it. He could do it all. He could do the whole thing from start to finish if he had to. And he is currently doing it in Rambo and Rocky Balboa and the Expendables. And the Expendables. That's the reason why he still has a career is because yeah. he took it upon himself to force his career on other people. And I'm super pumped about yeah. it. Um, so then we meet Jack Palance again, who goes to the tape. This is... He's clearly in a different movie than everyone this else. This is my favorite scene. Probably in the Take whole us there. thing. Take us there. Okay, so... I know you got notes. We're in this giant office with a in huge a television screen. We don't know it's in a quarry. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. we haven't done an establishing shot of it. We don't know until the end of the movie. No, no, it's it's a bunch of TV screens, not so one So it's big a one. huge, it's a bunch of TV screens, like it's a goddamn MTV music video put together <laughs> to make one giant screen. And his two friends come in, and they're very worried. Asian and Mexican. And they're just like, <laughs> Dango and Cash. Cash and Dango. Dango. They've cost us a lot of money. But I've got these rats. Oh God! Okay, so to walk you through my plan. Let me let me establish what they're saying. So, the so his You're two, no, no. So his guy. two, his two cronies come in, and they're like, "Tango Cash have cost us a shit ton of ca- a money cash." <laughs> like we get it, and they're like, "We kill. should kill them." Set off to case. to be done with it, and Jack Palance is like. We can't kill them. And they're like, okay, well, why don't we just kill them? We have the biggest shipment of guns and coke that we've ever brought in coming soon, which we also lose that plot immediately. <laughs> but they have the biggest shipment. They say they're the biggest like, shipment of guns and coke coming in. And they're like, we need to kill them. And he's like, no, it's not enough to kill them. We have to ruin them. Hang on. Well, here, I fixed the entire half of the first act and first half of the second act of this movie with one line of dialogue. Yes. Jack Palance is like, we need to put them in prison. Ah, and they can escape. And then you're like, why? Just shoot them. Here's all you have to say. Here's the line of dialogue that fixes all of Tango and Cash. <laughs> He's almost completely dismantled our organizations. We can't kill them because then they'll just be martyrs. If we send them to prison... All of their cases are overturned. All their guys get out. All of our guys get out of prison. Ah. And their CIs and ah. snitches can no longer be trusted. We got our entire infrastructure back, and the police lose theirs. That's all you ah. needed to say. That's it. I fixed it in 15 seconds. It Why was I alive it in 1989 as a writer? Whereas in this, they, you have to, whereas in this, all it is is just like, the two guys are like, let's kill him. And he's like, nope. I like to play games. Here's my rats. And Let then, me show you my maze bar. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, hey, hey, well, boss. Listen, I, hey, boss, it's me. It's Jimmy Exposition. <laughs> Why are we tearing out the bar to put in this underlit rat maze? Just do it. <laughs> they probably killed him afterwards. He- <laughs> Is no one will know the secret about rats. rats. The rat maze only makes oh, sense no, if we the, juxtapose it with the mirror room. It gets it gets really <laughs> weird. No, the mirror room. Don't even talk about it yet. Kyle, it gets really weird with the rats whenever they do like it's not this scene, but it's like in a couple. Yeah, later on when he brings the rats out again, it looks yeah, like he's gonna no, fuck no. them. Terrible accent tells him tells Jack Palance. That Tango and Cash escaped. escaped yes, yeah. and, then, and then he and brings then, the rats to the his face on the couch. And the only thing that will soothe Jack Palance's uh, temper, that will that will make his mind have rest, is to take the rats and, and hug put them it to on his, his face. face. <laughs> the point is this: Jack Palance has what we all aspire to—a bar with a rat maze in it. <laughs> 
Jack Palance entered this so we can, in so we, fuck it mode. Here's my he favorite. Came from Tim, he came from the set of Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. To this, and he's like, can I? I'm gonna be the same guy. The best thing we is need that more dark the best thing is that his fatal flaw in this film. <laughs> the thing, much. the thing that fucks him in the end is that he loves games. <laughs> That's it. I didn't know that about him. You don't really know it until even when he does a rat thing, you don't really get it until his mirror maze is revealed. You're like, oh, he's really he about literally games. loves games and mazes. He and is. that's why he went to these ridiculous links to buy out the FBI. He is Marvel Comics. Prison. He is Marvel Comics villain arcades grandpa. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's shut up. I played I, that Game Boy. It game. was kind of Insinuate like I got the martyr thing, but the uh, the CIs overturning um, being questionable angle that Matt brought up. Yeah, if a cop goes to jail, all their cases immediately become under suspicion. Yeah, of course. It's a twenty sec. It's twenty seconds in your movie. No, just throw it in there. Yeah, they cut it out. I fixed for it more for rat you. stuff. I fixed it for you. They cut it out. because You could have done the rat stuff in the background. They cut it out because it's a visual medium, Matt. And they were like, Ah, they'll get it from the rats. So, so can we? <laughs> Can we jump forward to the trial? No, we okay. got we got to talk about the actually pretty arty stuff in the warehouse chase stock thing. That was dumb. Well, like where Sylvester Stallone is reflected in the mirror going down a hallway, oh, and then oh, yeah. Kurt Russell walks in front of the mirror. Oh, this is Eastern European art cinema. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> God damn it! That's so funny. The setup. The setup is they also, both get information. Title? So Kurt Russell. Uh, is set up by Chinese guy who's scared of boot gun, yeah. who may have not actually been scared of boot gun. And I also it wasn't apparently trying to kill him, even though he shot him in the chest multiple times. Yeah, well, they knew about the, they been... knew about the bulletproof vest, I guess. But this that was he just wears it home. But this was before I the was. game was the plan. Like they could have legit. No, this was always it. the game was the plan. No, no, the the, the warehouse is after. I all of my notes are in order. So this the probably game just, is the game. No, he was hired by an underling that just wanted to kill him. It's just a run of the mill. No, 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 no. no you you think them the information. No, no, no. You think Low Pan hired this guy to kill Cash, but when he, really he Jack hired Palance hired this guy to, to get feed caught him the because ah, he knew yeah. he knew this guy was not up to snuff to stop yeah. Gabriel Cash. Plot, yeah. ton, plot, ton, plot. Everyone's being played. So what are you doing? So they go through the game. Trying gatehouse. to suck as much liquor from this lemon. Okay, that's a lemon that's peel. Gross. All right, I, I will just pee. make you a new cocktail. Let's pee. I gotta pee. Let's hit pause. I'll make new. I'll make a new round of cocktails. Okay, so back to the warehouse uh, chase. <laughs> um, I love when Kurt Russell flips Sly's burn back on him with basically, "I know you are, but what am I?" And Sly's like, "Fuck you! I'll kill you." <laughs> I know. They, that's not the first time they do that. It's not even a great burn. No, <laughs> he's just pissed. <laughs> and then Kurt Russell has a great line: "Here I am, a half hour on the case. I'm already caught up to you." Yeah. <laughs> that's a great Kurt Russell. That's burn. a note on mine. I was like, Although, even with terrible dialogue, Kurt Russell's the best because he delivers it all with just like that flair. Because he got and, his like start, that biting, but he got his start as like a kid on Disney movie mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So he knows how to deliver terrible dialogue. Yeah. There's a reason he survived from child star to now is because he gets it. He's one of those rare people who are actually self-aware. Well, do you, do you think Tango's, uh, oh, I've been on this case for months because at this time, that's the second time he's used it? Is that just his way of calling dibs on things? Like, he could have just only been on it for like, you know, a half hour, but he's just like, oh, Maybe he's just lying. Yeah. Just so know. it's his. You're always on cases for months. <laughs> 
This is what I do. This is I'm always aware. I'm always working it. I'm always doing and it. And then I really it. like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal this for when I talk to women in bars. Mm-hmm. When Kurt Russell kicks in the door to where the corpse is, where they've been set up, and he goes, "What's the score, babe?" <laughs> Every time I talk to a girl at a bar, I'm gonna be like, "What's the score, babe?" What's the score, babe? Am I winning? It will literally never work for me, but I don't care. I but don't it could. If you kick in the door, All maybe. Of a sudden, Kyle, could I be like, "Man, Matt is just tripping over it." <laughs> Uh, I'll be honest with you. Since I've moved to Los Angeles, I haven't had a, a, a truly great wingman. So if you guys want to do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Hey, we're in it. Let's do it. Um, and I love the exclamation point on the newspaper. Tango and Cash arrested for murder. Tango and Cash claim setup. All with question marks. It's one of those weird things where Jack Palance is like, we can't kill them. We have to ruin them. But it only makes sense when I explain it. Yes. So let's ignore your what you said. Within the context of the movie, he's like, we can't kill them. We need to ruin them. And yet, to ruin them, he has to buy out an entire squad of FBI agents. Well, here's what which I- is not cheap. Probably cost him... He had to buy them out and buy out a whole prison... Which probably oh, cost yeah. him as much money as they lost to Tango and Cash. <laughs> well, here's what I like about Tango and Cash during the trial. They have so many enemies, they literally can't even begin to imagine who did this to him. It could after, be anyone. After, could be all anyone. The, after all the work Jack Palance and David Lopan and Deep Space Nine did... Yeah, they bought entire FBI offices. <laughs> they bought entire prisons. They bought entire prison transports. All of the money spent, the favors called in, to the ruin- bridges burned to ruin Tango and Cash, and they're still not on the radar. They don't even know their names. They they don't even like Tango Cash. Get- literally couldn't give a shit. They're I, not even on top five I feel like list he would, of who did this to them. He would be hurt if he knew that. He'd be like, oh, oh, oh. I think Jack- that's why he reveals himself in the prison is because he knew that. No, they he didn't tried. Know. He did. He his underling was revealed. He stood in the shadows. Yeah, he thought he was going to stand in the shadows, and then one of them would put it together. Like if and he never did. If he, <laughs> if, he if if Come on, Jack, guys. my God, it's Jack Palance. <laughs> if Jack Palance, as Eve Perrette, sat down and really <laughs> thought about how they don't care who he is he would take one rat in each hand and jump off a fucking bridge <laughs> they literally can't even begin to imagine who so would do this enemies. to him yeah that's Everywhere how good they are. LA. Yeah, it could have been anyone. I do like the trial scenes because it, it's like the first time where they're like bonding. They're yeah. literally they literally like treat the, the, the trial and prison as mere obstacles. No, they, they are not worried. Well, okay. So well, let's, during the trial he's like when the, when the guy's testimony, he's like, oh, I'll bring, bring the chainsaw. I'll bring the beer. <laughs> yeah, I love those lines. Those lines are great. I love those. Those lines might just be stolen for whatever script we, we write. It feels like I it's think like those are good. No, it feels like Stallone as the director of Rocky Two was like, let's have fun with it. Yeah, I know. Well, he's always like, that's expendable. So he's just like, let's let's do some improv. Let's, let's do, do some, some improv right now. Kurt, are you It'll feeling right? it? Kurt, if yeah, his improv, Kurt, are you feeling it? If his improv, it'd be more butt stuff. Okay, let's just. No, let's, you're thinking of Bruce skip, Willis. Let's skip the trial to the prison. Oh, I'm gonna put some brown sugar. Can in I your say ass? something? This this prison is Thunderdome. Just what do you think? They I don't know. Be? I don't know what prison they're in. I see this scene as they're being introduced. There's 
bonfires <laughs> everywhere. Just when you there's think there like won't be any man ass, there's man ass. And utter unrest. And the guards are clearly not doing their job. And I look at this and I'm like, just cashing out. This, this was a decision made by the director. This is probably one of the early scenes that got him fired. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. It's literally Thunderdome. Also, they are in Thunderdome. Also, it's every. Run by Robert Zadar, who only just got there. <laughs> he just got there a month ago. Okay. Maybe. I'm gonna tops you- a month ago. So, listeners, I'm going to give you some behind the scenes <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, we usually we try not to talk about the shows until we record. Kyle made a point to come to my desk at work and then talk about Tango and Cash because he was afraid he wouldn't be able to handle it if he had to reveal everything for the first time on on microphone. <laughs> oh he's my. losing his fucking shit. <laughs> this is literally what Still. happened when he came to me at my desk and he's like, I oh, was talking about the prison. Hold on. We got to go back to Jack Palace. Hold on. Sylvester Stallone in the truck. Hold on. Who directed this? Hold on. <laughs> the prison is madness. The prison is like no form of reality. Like, it, it is Thunderdome. I thought Tina Turner was going to just emerge and be like, welcome! Well, it's like the difference between... I have a midget riding a goon! It's the difference between every other prison where it's divided racially. Yeah. Like, like American Me, which Edward James almost is one of my favorite prison movies. It's a really good crime movie. And everything's, divi- fucking awesome. everything's divided by race. Yeah. And in this one, they're like... Let's bury these hatchets so we can kill these two white boys. Yeah. Well, like, literally, you can see people uniting to murder them as they walk down the corridor. I love And they're all just the like, comments. they're just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. My favorite one was, yeah. I'm going to put brown sugar in your ass. God damn it. No, let's talk about that. Because it's like, here's how it works. The prisoners threaten them with rape, rape, rape. Yeah. yeah. They're on no, general, rape, in, rape in, in general, non-sexual ass kicking. Yeah. Then rape again. <laughs> that yeah. one guy's like, hey. I'm super not gay, but I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and then the next guy's like, I'm going to eat your asshole. <laughs> basically their experience in prison. After he kills you, I'm going to eat your asshole. Your butt. My penis is going to go in it. Also, what was Clint Howard thinking? I don't know. What is he, a meerkat in this? Did he look at Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and think, I'm higher on the food chain than this ripped out Adonis? Yeah. He was like, like, he's like I'm not scared of you with my little slinky. First of all, the fact that Sylvester Stallone didn't fuck him in this movie is, is he's a great guy. Holy because shit. he could have had his way with Clint Howard in this film. But no by the shit. end, he's No gay just, shit. It's the 80s. No gay by, shit. By no this, gay shit. I'm just saying that. You know, he's 12 hours in the prison. He's got to get off I'm he got into some bondage shit with him. And I'm saying that it could have taken it a step further and they didn't. Actually, I don't he could have used sure. the slinky to get kinky. I don't know. He doesn't have a sexual interest in this movie, so maybe he did fuck Clint Howard. Yeah, but here's the thing: is like, so Rocky is believable as a mook who's in shape. Yeah. Then in two, he gets in super good shape. Yeah. Three and four is basically your body is your job. Yeah. Literally, from Rocky three and four, no one is as in good as shape as that until three hundred. Yeah. Where they're ripped out and That's huge. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So Stallone is coming off Rocky Four, where he's literally in the best the shape of his life. Yeah, yeah, life. yeah. And no one wants to fuck him. Yeah, I find this prison <laughs> highly unbelievable. <laughs> well, first, the, the, 
it's mostly just the gall of these men to think that they can forcibly fuck him. <laughs> I think Either that's what or cash. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that all of these dudes would like to fuck them. Maybe that's... But I'm not saying that... I mean, to look at these guys and think one-on-one... That you could forcibly rape either one of them. To this day, mistaken. I assume Kurt Russell has a boot gun. Yeah, because he does. <laughs> I know he does. Him and John Carpenter probably have matching boot guns. In Miracle, he's wearing a shoe that fires a 12-gauge round. At the very least. In he case, does it. it will break up the ice. Yeah, in case Eddie Cahill, as the goalie in Miracle, wants to talk shit, Kurt Russell can eliminate him. Any given day, whatever shoes... Or boots he is wearing, there is a round in one of them. <laughs> that is true. So that's s- a fact. That's a Kurt Russell fact. So Matt, you're you're saying that this rape walk down the prison, it's not because it's you know prison. We, you got a butt rape in prison, right? No, no, no. It's because he's beautiful and he's rich. I feel that the rape walk doesn't body. make sense on both levels. Yeah. And in that both men are at the height of their powers. And yeah. are truly Cadillacs of men. Yeah. Where if you were in prison, you're like, I gotta hit that. Yeah. <laughs> but also the fact that these men are at the height of their powers, and every one of them should have been in awe and been like, I can't fuck that. Literally, Bro, I can't do it. Fall off. Yeah. I would have been like, like, I'll shank. Them, teach me to but work I don't know out. If I can fuck it. No. I don't. I haven't earned it. No. Not at all. Teach me to work out and take a punch. And, I have a lot of weirdly complicated feelings about this movie. Jack right. Palance. Jack Palance reveals himself. So they have. So Jack Palance reveals himself, and he's in the most elaborate, non-shanking scene ever. And literally, literally, this is what he says. Just think of me as someone who doesn't like you very much. That's not a quip. Not. That's a state of being. Not narrowing down the field of people all. that did them. But that's the whole thing. Is like how elaborate. That, first of all, this movie. Fits our rule of the villain has a super elaborate plan. <laughs> Unbelievably in, complicated in, plan. Like, so well. They, they, they later, we really capitalize all, on they it. Cat, they kidnap them and put them down a laundry Hold board. on. They took the time to put them in laundry bags just yeah. for that very short Yeah, moment. why? Also, they should have just shanked them. Why did they shake them? No, they wanted to slow torture and kill them off one by one. Well, well, more than anything. Also, apparently that electricity was very weak. <laughs> the laundry yeah. room in this movie, okay, when they're being tortured, is literally all, the it's only time. Room. It's literally the only time Tango and Cash don't act like they're in control. Yeah, and like they're going to definitely. Well, they're escape. trying to though. There's that nice comedy bit of like, don't panic, don't panic. Yeah, and then they panic. But what? it's literally the only time they're not in control, and it's one of the best scenes in the movie because yeah. you're literally fucking terrified for that. That is that is a scary. Scene. This is the but only also, time they're not in control. There's a great comedy bit where they're like, don't panic, don't panic, and that's like Kurt Russell just being a fucking baller. Yeah. Oh no, and no just like carrying that whole like back it's, and forth. It's great because like, it, it's way. it's slight ragging on uh, Kurt. He's like, oh, don't panic, and then it's the they reverse it. No, it's it's genuinely a great back and forth, and like it, it's a great like. If it was improv, good for them, amazing. Uh, But it probably wasn't. No, but I think you're both right. Is because Kyle is like. Okay, Kurt Russell is carrying the scene yeah. because Kurt Russell, more than any other, this action, is where he shines. Yeah, more yeah. than any other action hero we've covered, never acts like he's invisible. He always acts like he's either just barely escaping or bullshitting his way out. But like Nick said, is like this is a scene where like 
Sly Stallone would take over. Yeah. And it doesn't work as Sly Stallone taking over, and it helps the movie so much. Because it's not his character in this movie. Because this is the only time in this entire movie where they're not in control. Yeah. And it's genuinely, I was genuinely scared for them. Yeah, when they're getting tortured, you're genuinely like, I, I I have a great thing coming up later. It's a quiz. It's are you a tango or are you a cash? Oh, I can't wait for that. Wow. Um, oh, also, just tying into an earlier point we made with uh, where Kurt Russell hates immigrants. Yeah. But not him. I don't want to be killed by some limey immigrant jerk off. I, I want to be killed by an American jerk off. And uh, the best part is that I, <laughs> that's why he shines in this scene. And then I, I almost, when he finished that, I thought all the prisoners are going to start chanting USA. <laughs> I, I'm shocked. Goddamn, that would have been awesome. I would have had the prisoners immediately turn on Jack Palance. They, he acted that scene like he was in Miracle, and he was going to inspire them oh, to. You know what I mean? Like that's why that's why Kurt Russell's brilliant in these type of movies because he was so impassioned and was so like. There's nothing more patriotic that he. He looks around after he says that that he expects an America chant to we've, come out. We've just, he expects there's nothing more brilliant than a Kurt Russell cornered. <laughs> no, but here's the thing: is we've just proven, yeah, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that Kurt Russell exists outside of time. Like literally, every moment in his life is the present. So, so he's taking the the Kurt Russell back against the wall. I don't understand what's happening. Big trouble in Little China, and combining it with Kurt Russell from. Miracle yeah. into this. He. Oh, no, this is why he got Miracle. It is, oh, by the way, he gives the most patriotic toast ever in Big Trouble in Little China. It's literally a toast that I have memorized. Do it. I do, will do, do the white guy part. Do the white guy part onto the Chinese guy part. Right. <clears throat> to the army and navy in the battle, save one. To America's colors, the colors that never run. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> And then we drink our... When I say it, I usually say the Asian part as well, and then I add a fucking feather. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. So, we're going to have to do a a martial arts cast where we talk about the subtle differences between... uh, Martial arts movies and and, and, uh, pure action movies, but... That means that the second one we're going to do in that vein will absolutely be big trouble in Little yeah. China. Please we'll come do back a Jackie for that. Chan, and hopefully we'll, we'll get John Carpenter for the second one. We're just chopping up the Let's list calm of down. to do. Let's calm down. We will get. I know. Calm I down. know where Thomas lives. Let's Sit. go there right after this. Let's roll up in force and send a message. He's our link. I will fuck him up. Yeah, that's. Fine. I am. Not, I will beat his ass. No in front one of knows who Thomas is. Yeah. Oh, I know who Thomas is. <laughs> I will, we know. I, me and me and Kyle will kick his ass in front of his family. I'll kick his patriot ass. I'll kick his patriots loving ass. Go oh, Colts. New England Patriots. Yeah. yeah, fuck them. Yeah, no. look who's back on board. Okay, so Go Colts. Why does Robert Zadar run this prison? Because <laughs> he's got the biggest chin. It doesn't make any sense. Here's the thing. All right, well, so they go we, to escape. Yes, it's finally an yes. escape route happening. Uh, like Kurt Russell has a friend here for no reason, and Matt, then he's, he he's leaving, and he's getting ready to leave, and Matt has been murdered. And you're like, but when you see it, you're like, oh shit! Hold on, they found him. That is my poor sap award. Oh, Robert, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's a poor sap. It's just a friend. I mean, like he was in shape once, and then he he, he, was he he probably. Well, he is a police officer. He trained him. I mean, he could probably. He was just helping out a friend. Yeah, his assistant warden. 
and he died in a gutter. But here's my whole thing. I saw his body, and I was like, shit, there are guards outside, or Hitman Squad. <laughs> and then you hear dogs and shit, and, and you're like... Guards and and Robert's Yeah, and you see, you see dogs and guards, and you're like, shit, they knew. How did they know? And then Robert Zadar is leading the pack, <laughs> and I'm like, With the guards in charge? They let... Matt, they had to let Robert, they had to let Robert Zadar outside the walls of the prison to hunt them. They brought him outside, unchained him, and said, you're in charge. What you're hearing right now is the distillation of 40 minutes of a conversation. That's what they said. That's what they did. To yell at me at my desk. That's what they did. Oh, that's your biggest problem? Here's here's no it's not my biggest problem it's just madness and why here's, I love this movie because of course Robert Zadar has when we first meet him he's in his cell listen I don't know why I, I, I'm gonna defend this sure yeah all right so in a prison this corrupt confidence in a prison this corrupt Chin Man is probably. <laughs> Probably a high up lieutenant on the pay- criminal pay scale. I don't know. All so they when did they're was paid, they're truck. like, "Hey, Is that high up? Hey guys, fuck you. Listen to my man, Chin Man. Here's what I'm gonna say: If the type of guy that runs a prison is not guy that gets tossed out a goddamn truck, it's he should have been limey British guy. That's the guy that gets put away and runs a goddamn. That's prison. true, but they needed him for later. <laughs> they well, no, they needed later. Robert Zadar for later, since they bring in random dude to fight someone. Okay, anyway, so, so that's when, later. When Kurt Russell decides to escape, and Sylvester Sloan doesn't decides not to go. By with the him. way, their escape is super elaborate, and I love it. And it involves <laughs> them on. jumping on power lines, belts. I meant to like, look it's this so up. Good. Is that true about electricity? Yes. Okay. Yeah. As long as you're not grounded. I, but I love that moment. That moment of just like, you have one foot on the ground? or like, And they're both just like, I don't fucking know. I called my grandfather who was an that. electrician. Okay. This is fairly accurate. But I love that that's moment also, where they're both like, uh, I'm glad it's that way. And I'm glad that there's not just you know lines of death hanging over okay. neighborhoods. There's, there's some stuff we need to talk about. First off, here's, a, here's the thing we've never really talked about on the show but needs to be addressed mm-hmm. anytime a movie takes place in Los Angeles there's a rain scene yeah. it does not rain Why? in Los Angeles winter winter rain wait does it rain in this movie though yes yeah, at, the prison. at the prison oh Jesus shit yeah well, no, the prison could be somewhere else. There's though. winter rain. Lethal weapon, it rains. Kiss, kiss, bang, yeah, bang. Could, no, it no, no, rains. Lethal weapon, Heat, it that rains. is a hydrant. Lethal wedge, lethal weapon is hydrant fight. Lethal wedge. I think there's legitimate. Lethal wedge yeah. is hydrant fight. Hey fans, I want you to stick a pin in this and remind us when we finally do lethal weapon. <laughs> um, the ultimate buddy cop. Also, when we do movie. lethal weapon, um, besides bad boys, besides bad boys, and it's also funny when when we ordered lethal weapon. I don't know the uh, the four part. I ordered the the four part Blu-ray case of Lethal Weapon with Leo and, Le- and Lethal Weapon two. Was <laughs> I put it in. It says Lethal Weapon 2. It has a picture of Mel Gibson and Danny Glover on it. Yeah. We put it into the DVD player. Shut up. It's Swordfish with Hugh Jackman. No shit. It's the entire movie of Swordfish, complete with director's commentary and trailers and, and special features. Boobs. Yes. So I had to order no, off of eBay that. a Blu-ray of Lethal Weapon 2. 
Wow. Because the uh, best buy lethal weapon and uh, that's four how pack fucked me. That's really funny. Universal tricked Matt into buying Warner Brothers. Swordfish. Warner, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers tricked you into buying Swordfish. <laughs> okay, so you know so, you Jackman Matrix. So after the after the rain scene where they're trying to escape the prison, I'm definitely dying in the, the electric transformer I'm obstacle. Well, no, I'm I'm dead. Period. One once, spark, once, and no. I flinch, and then I touch no, the wires stop. and die. As soon as Kurt Russell's plan, initial plan doesn't work, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. As soon as I put a crowbar in there and, like, maybe dodge the fan, the fan as soon as you. Robert Zadar comes <laughs> bursting out of there, I'm like, I'm fucking dead. Hold on. Do you have a problem with this movie, or you have a very deep primal fear of Robert Zadar? He terrifies me. <laughs> He, he genuinely terrified me. I've, okay, so here's a fucked up thing. I I I didn't realize how many movies Robert Zadar was in, and the most recent movie I'd seen him in before this film was Samurai Cop, probably the lowest point of his career. And he shows up in this movie, and I'm like, oh my god, that's the dude from Samurai Cop. He's in Cop. Samurai Cop? Yeah, he's the main bad guy. In, in, he's the guy, he's the main bad guy in Samurai Cop. That dies in a sword fight with Samurai Cop. Yeah. He, it's, and he showed up and I was like, fuck, I can't believe it. (laughs) So yeah, of course I'm scared of him. I'm scared for him (laughs) and his career. And I'm scared of him. Twofold. Twofold scared. We should have got him on this. I should have tried to get him on this when we? we talked about it. Honestly, we could have gotten Robert Zadar right here sitting beside me today. He had a he had a great death, and he had a great final scene where he's dragging Stallone around by a chain. That's fucking cool. Like, what do you do? What if you're With not that, as wait, strong as Stallone? Though, you're doomed. I will, I will say this. It was a grappling hook on a chain. Yeah, he was like Pirates Who of the Caribbean. Those? Pirates of the Caribbean. Prisoners, obviously. Well, yeah, oh, prisoners. I, how did a prisoner get a chain with... I don't know. It doesn't matter. But there's no way to stop that unless you're as strong as Sylvester which is, Stallone. Which is is actually what I like about that scene is Stallone is literally like he wins that for just by being strength. bigger, stronger. They show that and he's if like, Kurt Russell, ah! if like, Stallone Kurt Russell would have kicked him in the nuts or done something, yeah, he would have to do a completely different yeah. thing to escape. Yeah, exactly. He would have. He would have like. He would have done something kind of goofy. He would have equipped him. He would have equipped him and then, like, quick nut shotted him and then, like. No, he would have rolled over, punched him, dressed in a dress, poked him right in the the eyes. He would have three stooged him right Right in in the the eyeballs. (laughs) But he would have been done. He would have done something goofy, but Stallone brute strengthed him and murdered him. I'll say this every scene that has either Tango or Cash. It, it has not, a feel. It could not happen with the other guy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, with that. and I think I like which is perfect. I for like this. that consistency. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. very important. That. that that's what keeps this from being a piece of shit movie. Yeah. Is at least they understand their characters. Did Did you think there's that much of a difference between the two? Characters? Absolutely. I think I think each guy would have solved a problem completely different. See, see, when I watched, this, I mean, they I was did like, it in like a basically kind of the same guy. No, I just it's just that, that one guy has more money. No, than no, 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 no. I, I think I think that they're both good cops. I think they who can't be bought and just want to do their job. But I think each one of them would have solved each problem differently. Here's what well, I'll say: I think your problem is that they established their differences very heavy handedly. They didn't like like they it, well like they established their differences well, in like thing. a very like and, weird way. And my thinking is that both of them would have like gone above 
chain of command to get of the course. job done. That's their similarity. But in yeah. completely different ways. That's their one similarity. Okay, then. Like, I, I, I was know. just asking. Like, no, no. I think we had a very, I think I think we had a very on point discussion it where. Wouldn't, this movie literally. Kurt Russell versus Robert Zadar. Yeah. This, this, this movie wouldn't work at all if that one core difference between them didn't exist. Yeah. No, no, It no. wouldn't. Because Each Kurt guy Russell. Well, 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 first of all, if it was reversed. And Stallone wanted to fuck Kurt Russell's sister. Kurt Russell would have been like, "Fuck you, no, no," and been like, "Like, like it." Uh, and also, Stallone, different. Stallone as the actor, and then his character in this movie would not have been like cross dressing. Will get me out of this, which we will get to. <laughs> like each guy, each guy could not do the other guy's job, and I think that is the formula for a good buddy cop movie where each guy can literally not do the other guy's job oh god i forgot about that um so how did you forget about that hold on let's get to the next part the lapd has an r&d department oh yeah that's what i was gonna say i love that they have a q lab run by john c riley <laughs> it's like hey, run by, wait sorry not, he's a mix of flea from the red hot chili peppers oh, no. and john c riley that's who runs the R&D department, who has a fake dog gun. Oh, hey, Kurt Russell, it's me. It's John oh, hey, C. Riley. It's why you, you get this oh, dog. Hey, you come here. All the, I'm a really um, great actor, but that's all. Also, come over here and let me hey, show you my new guns. I like to do serious stuff, but also... Let's try some boards! Well, they've got the bit where he's just, like, walking around, and they do some ADR where he's worried about cash. And it's like, yeah... But how do we know Owen is a good guy? Let's add some ADR so the audience doesn't get confused when Cash shows up and is friendly with a guy like they're some kind of yeah. friends or whatever. But that's also what I was going to say. This is one of those scenes that also you're like, yeah, there was a movie before this. There's absolutely yeah, like, where they rescue what? Owen from an, a, a mob yeah. run garage yeah. to make weapons for the LAPD. Yeah. And they felt bad for him because they're using them. But the entire super movie technical. feels like the second movie in a, yeah. in a, in a but series. But this scene, especially, like when you get to it, you're like, okay, well, there's an established. They, something happened to where hey, everybody. Why is the LAPD? Is my friend Cash showing up here? I'm just going to let him. Yeah, go. also, he walks into. The an LAPD station. building and doesn't get stopped at all. No, not no even, one cares. No one even looks at him a second time. Everyone's. It feels like in the first movie, then, Cash frees all of them yeah. from like the Mexican cartel. Yeah, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa we're we for the LAPD. Him. We owe him. We owe him." But then he like shows up and they're just like, "Oh, hey, Cash, it's cool. You were in jail, but I guess you're not now. Here's a bunch of guns." But more than that, why does the LAPD need an R and D division run by a guy with autism? I don't know. It makes no sense. I don't care. And then like, the I, dog, I mean, don't makes, get me wrong. And the dog sense. head blows up, and Cash is like, "You got it." Can I say something? I I think that this is perfect. <laughs> he has a cue okay, because no, but I'm saying that this is one of those. He's Bond. Of, he needs a yeah, cue. Yeah, this is one of those movie parts of the movie where I was like, I wish they had done it differently. But I'm like, this should be a part. I love this. Well, and of course, Kurt Russell's, and it's perfect because of course, Kurt Russell he has is gun boots. With guys. So yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But he's like, he, he absolutely. It makes sense. It's true to the character. They're like, yeah, he would cozy up. He probably rescued this guy in another movie. Yeah, where he was working he, for Mexican drug him, cartels. He got him a gun boot, and like that. That's like kind of fun. 
I, and it makes sense okay. to me. Okay, I love where you're going. If it was Stallone that showed up there, I'd be like, this is batshit. I love where you're it's going. I want to ignore it because yeah. it doesn't make any sense for what actually happened. Because it yeah. feels like, well, how would how would Kurt Russell get out of the guy in his mirror situation? Oh, he'd have a gun boot. How will we explain the gun boot? And then they wrote this scene instead of removing gun boot and replacing it with ankle holster. But can I also say something? You don't have to explain gun boot. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, you do. 1,000% have, to, have explain to explain gun boot. Gun boot. You know what's gun boot. No, because like when I, okay, when he did gun boot, I was like, can't wait for them to explain where he got that <laughs> Why? from. Why? Why? Really? Yeah, because I was just like, hold well, on. No, because I was like, hold oh, on. Kurt Russell has a gun boot. I don't give a no, shit. Fuck you. It could have been an ankle holster. Fuck you. All you need is gun boot. No, That's you it. don't. Yes. Ankle holster requires no scene with Owen, the Down Syndrome's guy. Why do you have to explain gun boot? Because it's a gun boot! Because it's it a gun boot! Kurt Russell, of course he has gun boot! Why is that an of course? I don't know! Like, who cares? We're living in a weird... Okay, I've seen Jack Pounce say... and everything. I'm fine with it. Jack, like <laughs> Everything that happens up to this scene with weird LAPDQ, I... Listen... I accept gun boot. <laughs> From when I see gun boot to the point to where they feel like they have to explain it, a gun boot cue scene should have happened when he was taking off his his vest Absolutely. early in the movie. Okay, first off, you're that is that. fine. But at this point, I've just accepted it. No, he no. has a gun boot. I'm no. like, yeah, Kurt Russell's the type of guy that just embraces new technologies. No. He would have gotten the iPhone <laughs> six, you know, the big one. Without <laughs> without this scene, gun boot. The implications of gun boot are that Kurt Russell made it himself. I don't care. That's great. That's terrible. Why? Because it also, makes no sense for his character. Yeah, he doesn't well, give a shit. You, they don't sell gun boot in stores. Hold on. So he Ankle, holster. Hold on. Ankle holster solves all of these problems. How weird it's would not it a problem. been if instead of, Wait, of, stop of it. gun no, boot? No, I will on. say this. Gun boot's not a problem. <laughs> Done. It's a huge gun, problem. Gun Apparently boot is zero problem. problem. Jack Palance? Problem. <laughs> Jack Palance is not a problem. Rat maze issue. Rat gun maze makes boot, sense not an issue. Context. Gun boot makes no sense without nope, Down Syndrome's boot, guy. Gun boot not an issue. I will fight you. We, we we need to get to Stallone with saying, I see by your diet you're not too concerned about counting calories. Is that because you're too busy counting the money they paid you to set us up? With Long his, way around the bar. With his low main. Long way around the bar. No, it was like terrible spaghetti. Yeah, it was just spaghetti. It was just shitty spaghetti. Low main. Noodles. No, shut up. <laughs> shut up. No, he's what? the whitest guy ever and he was making... He was just making... Leftover Chinese Chef food. Boyardee fucking... Spaghetti. And then he put in a plate and didn't cover. So Stallone goes after the FBI guy that, that sets them up. This guy somehow gets the drop on him. That is definitely not Stallone when the garage blows up. That is clearly no, no, no. a different gra- yes. stuntman. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I watched oh, it frame hair. by frame. Yeah. The hair is different. Also, the uh, this is going to sound super kind of gay, but his shoulder muscles are different. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> Get as gay as you want. I did notice that. This is I, was the same like, place. I was like, this guy doesn't have the same fucking... Doesn't have the, he doesn't the have the lats or the traps. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Stallone. He doesn't have the fucking traps. Of Stallone at the height of his now, powers. We, we do. It's obvious. When you have a man that is Hercules, like, physique, it's pretty obvious when you have someone that isn't. We pay pretty close attention okay. to all your physiques. So, yeah. Action stars. So, in L.A., if you shoot a movie in L.A., if you make a movie that takes place in Los Angeles, you have to have a rain scene, even though it only rains here once for sure. one week for yeah. the entire year. Wow. Yeah. Okay? Totally. The other thing you have to have in L.A. 
is the dumbest strip club possible where yes. no one gets naked and everyone's like, oh, I'm super into this. Well, no, that's a fucked up thing. People got naked in the strip club, but behind. Is that what people think Los Angeles is like? Is like super weird burlesque shows. It's let's, like, let's stop. What is this club? <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, it's uh, up there it's like a, a high school what, movie what? where they have a kegger and everyone dances to what pop is, punk. What is this club? Why does it exist? And why? Why, why, why does the star dancer? Why not get naked? Nope. Stop. Why didn't they dub over her drum solo? Well, it's like this. Okay, Terry Hatcher in her twenties, crazy hot. But you know what make her so. even hotter? Electric drum solo. <laughs> and then I can imagine the two bros trying to decide to go to electric drum solo club, where it's like. So they don't get naked? Nope. In fact, they wear more clothes than you'd see at the beach. Why are we going? There's motorcycles, electric drum solos, Prince ripoffs. It literally has everything. Except nudity. You're really being fucking closed-minded. And then they show up there. (laughs) And then they go. And it's one of those... It's so weird. She's very attractive. She walks through a fan... Blowing tinsel, blowing tinsel, and then when I watch and that, then dances, like, oh, not this is sexy. The same set that they escaped through. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. just reusing the set. Yeah, they just reuse it. Uh, so she she comes through. I, oh God, what song is it? I don't even know. It's not even a good '80s song. I wish it was Cherry Pie. She's my no, no there's oh, no song be because they have to fill it in with the drum solos. Yeah. This so is at Chang. Some point, this is Gary Chang. Okay, what the so, fuck, bartender? Right, Give so me she my comes through sticks. a fan of tinsel, gets down, looks gorgeous, so hot, in incredible. Oh, and she, then at hard, some point, when she's on her butt and she does a rolling okay, thing. Let's her just abs stop. Are then yeah, her abs are showing at all Jesus times. Christ, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But then Nick, uh, <laughs> electric drums appear out of nowhere. No, no, they were always, always there. Assuming, no, there's always three of them. No, go back, go no, back. Yeah. They're always. I thought stage. they came out of the ground. Nope, they're always there. Stupid. Because there's a man with a motorcycle before. She got her. on the bartender. She's like, "Give me my sticks." Hey, know? hey, listeners no, at home. That. The entire reason we're discussing this is this scene. All I want to do is talk about Terry Hatcher's drum solo and who's like, "I've got the biggest boner for a chick playing electronic drums." But here's the thing: is for a film, <laughs> don't. Don't you put a better drum solo in? No. Because they literally left her. Real. They definitely left her. But like there was a song going on with a clear rhythm. In it, there was a clear rhythm, and she missed it multiple times. She missed it. They didn't ADR her drum solo. They kept her drum solo that she did on set. They kept it, and it, and all you can think, of, all I could think was like. I know what you're thinking. The guy is just like, oh, I got a big boner for electronic jumps. Ladies playing electro. And all I could think was, bitch is fucking up. <laughs> she, she's, she's super hot. Listen to I like, I like her things. And she is not on time, not in rhythm. And I don't know why they didn't. Let me stop you right there. It. Let me stop you right there. Let's all don't take tell a me she is in rhythm because everyone, you're wrong. Everyone stop and take a deep breath. Deep drink, you mean? How many of us have given a pass for a hot girl who wasn't good at stuff? Oh, I mean, don't oh. get me wrong. That's why this happened. Talking, there you go. it's not Humming, a, it's not guitar. a guitar. Don't don't talk like it. Don't talk about it like it's a fucking mystery. Yeah, no, We've all uh, no, done no, it. Bro, no, 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 you... no, no. I'm not talking as a mystery for trying to fuck someone. I'm talking as a mystery for a film. <laughs> all right, I get it. I get that. Like, if I was in that room. 
and trying to fuck a stripper You'd and be she like, did a terrible job. job solo, great job. If I was on the crew, I'd be like, great job. If I am the person responsible for music in this film, I'm fucking Living. redoing those things. <laughs> I'm redoing it and you're re-editing it to just see her face and sticks well, moving feverishly. Kyle, guess what? You've got 10 weeks to do this whole movie. I know. You're not and getting this, that second And this, You know what? I know that they thought that this wasn't an important scene of the movie, but it's the most apparently, important. Apparently, Matt, Kyle's most... How important is the scene? It is the most important scene they of this movie. They fucked it up so much that it became the most important no, scene. No, 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 no. It's, even if they don't fuck it up, it is the full No, they crow. fucked it up. No, because it is the scene that leads to Tango and Tash reuniting. Yeah, and... Hold on, literally the rest of the movie doesn't happen without electric drum solo. Here's that's true. My question and backstage boobies. Why did they split up in the first place? Because actually, actually, I thought the same thing. Why did I thought they had earned each other's respect? I mean, yeah, yeah. During during the courtroom, I thought they were like, oh, they're they're broing out. By the end of prison, when he saves him, I thought that they weren't going to split up. As soon as they drop down outside the prison fences, they're like, well, see ya, good luck. Rick, I thought the same together, thing. I thought I thought by you. that point that it was like were okay, friends, we're there, but they're not yet. Yeah, because they have to they have to meet. He has to fuck his sister to do. It. They, he has to get his he fucking hernia put back in place. Well, I actually thought they did fuck each other, mm. but it was a great visual joke that it was a bunch of lady clothes just laying around. <laughs> so in this pseudo strip club, at some point, Kurt Russell comes in. So he was told by Stallone to go to this club. In case he encountered issues. And as for... Before they split up for, for no reason. For, just to... Catherine? Ask for Catherine. Yeah. So, he locks eyes with Terry Hatcher. She kind of knowingly knows that he's he's in trouble. Because she's Catherine. Kiki. So, or Kiki. So, he he follows her to the back, where there are a bunch of topless ladies. And 86. she's like, I need to help you. And they realize that I he's like, right he's like there are cops everywhere. And how do I get out of here? And they're like, okay. So they ask the guy who played Elvis what size his leather jacket is. <laughs> and you Kurt assume Russell. and you assume no, yeah. that Kurt Russell, star of the John Carpenter uh, made-for-TV movie Elvis, is also, going to take on the, the jacket and everything and go outside. Also the voice of Elvis in True Romance. God uncredited. Yeah. So the point is, is that he... So then we cut to outdoor in the alley, full of cops. A person in a leather jacket and a motorcycle helmet goes outside, and you assume it's Kurt Russell. Twist. Twist. Take off the helmet. Fucking sexy Terry Hatcher, who's just like, well, I can't ride a motorcycle, which is true. (laughs) Um, Because she probably can't. Then Um, reveal. Then reveal, coming out the door. Lantern jawed Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell in full drag. So convincing that he gets hit on by a police officer. What the (laughs) fuck? Okay, I just want to know what happened between that conversation and then that. First of all, it didn't take much convincing, obviously, to get him in drag. Hold on. Because it is not his first time, clearly. I love the cop who's like. How about a three-way? Bold. Yes! <laughs> Bold. I've never proposed that. That never that is, works out for me. That is I've a never super... proposed it. Uh, can I say something, though? What does he have to lose? <laughs> that is a super unenlightened... Right? That is a super... That is a super unenlightened... Yes. 
uh, view on lesbianism where it's like, oh, they're just waiting for a dude to fuck both they're of them. They're just ready for a dick to get yeah. involved. Yeah, and it's uh, it's spot on for how ignorant that character is. Spot on for the 80s. Super emblematic of that transition from 80s yep. to 90s. Absolutely. Because even now, we're probably still not there. Even now, at least more people are just like, lesbians? Ready to get in the middle of that? Like, we're a little <laughs> farther away. I, I'm, we're, I hope. We've literally not moved an inch. Like, it's, you know, you watch, like, lesbian porn, and it's just like, can't wait to get in the middle of that. It's just like, no, man, they're not. No, they're not about you. No, they're not. They just not have their they're, they're, right they're about. They're literally doing their thing. They're That's literally it. all about celebrating their femininity. Haven't you seen Blue is the Warmest cover, Color? I, I saw. do. I saw it. In the yes, theater. I have, but for other reasons. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> I saw the whole thing in the theater. I saw it at Joey's house. It was weird. It was awful. I saw the um, whole thing. Yeah, you only saw the highlights. Yeah, Anyways, I, I saw the whole thing um, in the theater. I also like, so light. later we get the head fake where Terry Hatcher pushes a muscle back into to Kurt Russell's back. And then there's the fight. And then Stallone says to Kurt Russell, I've never deliberately punched anyone in my entire life. Bullshit. Doubtful. I thought you were a man of action. <laughs> nope, he has. You stared down a semi with a fucking six-shooter. He's deliberately punched someone. He tried what a terrible line. What a That's terrible awful. line for an action hero. Of course he has. Now, if you said, I've never killed anyone with my bare hands... That's I've fine. never strangled the life from a person yeah. as they looked me in the eyes. Maybe. Fine. Maybe the case. I can do that. But you've never you've punched a man. Punched. You've done it in this movie. You did it in the prison. I saw room you sequence. punch a man. Yeah. You maybe you punch him in the chest. I don't know if that's a differentiation. <laughs> Are you assuming no one has watched this movie like it is a Up gospel point, from Christ, like we did, which I accept. But but it still doesn't make sense. But and I've as seen a screenwriter, Stallone should know people. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it as was, an Oscar-winning screenwriter. Stallone should know that. Super fucked up. So, <laughs> they they team up, and they go to Terrible Accents' house at the at the end of Franklin and uh, Hollywood or Vine. Wait, did they go to his house? They go to his apartment. Oh yeah. What does oh, he? You're not worth a toss. What does he pick that lock with? He unscrews a bullet. Is that a thing that's in all bullets, or is that from Q Branch? I have no idea. Oh yeah, it it was in a like a long bullet. He, he, yeah, he takes like an AK forty seven round and twists it so a thing comes out. Like a a little. There's no way that's in a round of a, of a bullet. So it's right? a disguised bullet. Like, I don't know. Like if he gets captured, listen. That's that is once again your theory of we only did half a page of <laughs> like that's it. That's the same thing as their quips. It's like that's set up in Q Branch. And they never they explain. It. Yeah, they didn't film it or just like cut it. Listen, just have him take out like a bobby pin and pick like a lock. like he was like, do you like when Kurt Russell goes there? Like, do you have guns? He's like, yeah, I have guns. Or and then he's like, and then he pulls out a door. bullet and is like, I also have this lock pin bullet, which also you don't have to hide a lock pick set in a bullet. Hey, Cash, if you ever get captured. You can use this bullet because they'll take a gun, but they won't take a bullet from you. Yeah. And inside is a lock pick that picks any lock. Cool. We don't need to film this. Actually, Sly, also, it's already cut it out from the movie. Also, have the cyanide tooth. You see, dude, it's just on like that, that. That voiceover later. Hello. 
Is anyone? Why is he so easy to do the voice for? Hello? Do you enjoy my future car? You fucking it up? Okay, so they they capture. I'm like kind of like little feeble Mike Mark Wahlberg. They they capture terrible accent and they hang him from the roof. It doesn't work, so they tie him to a thing and put a grenade in his mouth. And they play bad cop, worse cop. And then Kurt Russell really establishes himself as super patriot who hates the British. Yep, he really takes the War of Independence. Very upset, and I'm deadly serious. Can I say something? Respect it. I would watch the Patriot starring Kurt Russell. Yeah, I'd prefer it. Catch it, (laughs) because he's not anti-Semitic. Yeah, let I honestly, if Mel, if Mel Gibson would have just directed it and given Kurt Russell the role, role done. Oh fuck, that into it. I would also watch Kurt Russell in Apocalypto. As a white man running from a yep, jaguar? As running from a jaguar. You'd watch it. We, we'd have done three podcasts on it by now. Um, but yeah, worst no, cop... Gibson was never... Like, that, that fucking back and forth as bad cop, worst cop... It is great. Is, is truly inspired improv. Yeah. Yeah, they improv that scene. Well, here's, 100%. Here's thing. If you want my vote for the Psycho Hall of Fame, you got it! <laughs> it was... Also, I love that Stallone is playing the crazier one, which doesn't make any sense. Stallone should have been the straight man that just like, let's cut his throat. And he's like, I'm going to put a grenade in his mouth. Like, well, why is Stallone? The I'm out of here. I don't want anything to do with this. I am Kurt Russell and I'm walking away with my deep V. It was super convincing until like my close to the end. V. And then they called it out for what it was. He's like, I don't know, man. I'm standing. He's standing in a puddle, and it ain't raining. Yeah. Up until that point, it was kind of like super convincing. Like you didn't know. Oh, it's a bloody dud. It is, Governor. Governor. Throwing some English terms. He escaped. I guess. I don't think we have to worry about anyone we know from work listening to this. No. But it sounds like a certain actor turned writer we know doing his impression of a British person. Hello. Yeah. It's terrible. He's the governor, he is. Hello, governor. Oh, more, please. Also, they should have probably killed him. I, right? You guys, listen, did this, you guys this take a lift up to is bring me up here? rot with people that should have been murdered the first time you see them. A hundred percent. Tango and Cash should have been murdered. Gun to face. Like, when you lure them to the same room... Why was there not an explosive on that man? Because they they need to they need to ruin them. Nope, they don't. If they if they included twelve if more I'm seconds David of Lopan, my line, I'm being like, but once nope, but once they're in their prison, I'll sick my ghost army on them. But once they're in prison, <laughs> the they, they should have gotten yeah. the kill order. All right, so here's the whole point. They finally figure out. So they get the RV find, from hell. They finally figure out where Jack Palance is. They finally figure out who's trying Somehow, to kill them. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> and also, they never say how they figured out where no, Jack Palance is. the guy Palance just goes, is. Eve Perret, Eve Perret, he's the governor. Yeah, so how do you know that where he is? So, also, no, that man... No, no, that, so, no. So he tells him Eve Perret, they get... They get future car, and then while they're driving the future car, a lot of Owen ADR tells them over again. the thing. Yeah, yeah more this ADR. Is my biggest, so let's like, talk about future car. It's an ADR moment where yeah. that, that guy was like, "Oh, by the way, which they left the car in the yeah. car. They're like, we're going to go to the bad guy, but they had no idea where the <laughs> address. Tell was. me where it is. And then um, over the ADR, he's like, "Oh." 
Does, by the way, does a uh, uh, twelve acres out? Oh, by there. the way, ADR stands for added dialogue recording. For anyone, it's when you need to fill in gaps, but you can't fill more, so you just say wild lines. Yeah, so you have someone else who kind of sounds like the actor record yeah. the lines, and then you paste them over the scene where you don't see yeah. lips move. And then also, you can also get your actors to come in and and well, stuff technically, lines which is surprisingly difficult considering how well paid they are. They're they're supposed yeah, to do their they don't own. get paid extra for it. Actually, Fuckers. they're really supposed to do their own. No, because they don't get paid. Yeah, that's part of the contracts. You don't get paid extra for ADR. Straight up. Well, if they were to do it right, we wouldn't have to do ADR. Well, it, well it's not always their that's, fault. Actors. That's okay, so the RV from hell has bulletproof Future blazing. car! It has bulletproof glazing. It's just an SUV with a mini gun no, wait, on the side. Stop. We need to talk to our, our listeners. Listen to this description. If any of you are gearheads, tell us if, if any of this, any of this actually exists or is completely fucking made up. Go. Bulletproof glazing. Well, Sounds fake. Torque splitting. Sounds fake. NOS. That's real. I've seen Fast and Furious. <laughs> According to Fast and Furious. Well, it sounds like it's a lot of real things, but they're worded not right. No, okay. bulletproof glazing of sounds fake as fuck. Okay, so they take... Because I would bulletproof my car. I would bulletproof glaze everything. I would if they were like $200 to bulletproof your car, all right, let's do this shit. Why not? So they go to the quarry to have the show Who cares? The, the bad guys have super trucks. They have Marty McFly trucks the best, with missile launchers on them the and best, little regard for friendly fire. The best part of this movie, the best directing choice made, is that every truck in this quarry has machine guns mounted on it. And mortars. It's madness. Because it makes sense. Because so it And then it, in, a, in a nice bit of action directing, it really escalates because... Oh, the pickups with missile launchers can't handle them? Send in monster trucks. Monster trucks are down? Earth movers. Yeah. Like, everything advances. It escalates. <laughs> there's, there's, there's Appropriately. A, there's a three-act structure. Yeah. Really holding the mic like Yeah. So, but there's a, there's a part where after they take out the pickup trucks. By the way, I'm not the one touching the mic in the other recording. But I'm, by the way, but I'm obviously. Not, I'm also not tapping it. Okay. So after they take out the Doubt Marty it. McFly pickup trucks with myth- missile launchers, for 10 seconds, a monster truck ramps up yes, off the yes. side and over them and obliterates a building and then we never see it again it's like they use their one monster when truck. they when they get the monster truck on screen i was immediately like yeah of course of course they have to <laughs> fight i was like of course they have to fight boss monster truck with their boss trailer before they can get to the main boss Bigfoot yeah. and Boneyard. Yeah, exactly, right? I thought the Bigfoot, like, I, I'm actually shocked that it wasn't an actual, like, monster truck. Because <laughs> it was kind of like a dune buggy a version of it. But I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't wait. It looked like they it looked like they. Took I don't it. even think it had guns mounted on no, it. No, it looked like they took, like... They wanted to smash them. All of the F-150s had guns. It looked like they took the suspension and, like, axle driver of a, of a monster truck and then put seats and then a fort and they like built like a plywood fort around the chairs god bless and them. then unleashed those on tango and cash <laughs> and then the director the second director is like this looks ridiculous let's use one monster truck shot and then never again yeah and then right into the earth movers should have fired that director right into um, earth movers so okay so my favorite thing about this scene is that like i said i didn't realize exactly what Jack Palance's deal was in this movie until until the end where I was like, oh, 
he's just super into mazes. And <laughs> in this scene, when they're driving around and people are trying to murder them, they're like, this quarry's like a maze. I don't know where to go. And it's just like, really, is it? I don't know. It feels like they never really give you that oh, like geography. That. Yeah, they literally give an ADR line again. Uh. And they're just like, it's like a maze. And it's just like, I... I well, don't that's know. That's kind of bullshit because at this point he just wants to kill them. It seems pr- also and he doesn't. It seems like he wants to play but, the game. But he's so obsessed with no, games. Ever since the but it implies that he's so obsessed he with games and and like mazes that even his complex, which is a quarry, oh, yeah. is also a maze. And we're all the rats. He feels it's like a, a Roger Moore villain. He's, he's like a Roger Moore James Bond villain, but way more retarded. I think about the same retarded. <laughs> I will say, I love this climax. It's the goddamn dif- definition of climax. Woo! It is. Because there's, for no reason, there's just explosions happening in the background. Okay. Like, as yeah. trucks m- ramp over mounds, you just see explosions happen in so the So, they finally make it inside. And it would have been hilarious if they destroyed all the guns so they couldn't use them when they <laughs> crashed through the wall. Like, they just knock over all the guns. It was like... Fuck. Fuck. We can't use any guns. <laughs> Shit. So, the big, over them so in our earth they do exactly what I thought and get the biggest guns humanly possible. And then, for no reason whatsoever, Jack Palance and his two cronies, his two cronies who look like they've never held guns before. Yeah. First in off, their entire mm, lives. Terrible accent is holding Terry Hatcher hostage with the blunt side of a razor to her neck. Yes. Before then, even, is it's David Lopan... And other guy and, who, and, and who pick up machine guns and are just like, hey, we got you, Jack Palance. It's like, you've never held a gun before. Why do you think you're going to kill this two-man super army? That wiped out everyone yeah. else you know. Why are you so confident? You're literally also, the last parts of your organization. I thought you guys were the top dogs. Send English speaker and then random guy we've never seen and before. And random karate in. guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> They die immediately. Yeah, they do. Obviously. And then the last people left are British-speaking guy. Chinese and, guy. And the... No. Karate the be- guy. And the Jack best, Well, the best thing is... British guy is like, I have Terry Hatcher hostage. And then it's like, oh, there's two of you. Well, that's not a proper ending to this film. Hey! Look at this long-haired motherfucker that knows karate. <laughs> he's been wanting to kick your ass since he heard first heard about you. So he's involved now. And then they just... So now each Tango That's and Cash happening. both have a guy to fight it individually. Should, it should have been the Chinese guy from the trial. The right? square The square crow, as they yeah, call him. Yeah, at least it would have been He should have showed up again, yeah. Yeah, no shit. They said it was random, long-haired karate guy. Yeah, and then, square and, crow. And then terrible accent. Um, Tell so, them the line that they lost. So, so terrible accent is holding the razor, the razor blunt side to Terry Hatcher's throat. And then... Hold on. We were... The Raiders scored three touchdowns in 11 minutes. Well, that's early Raiders with, like, <laughs> Bo Jackson on it. Howie Long. Yeah, that's right. not... That's, that's a fine. different Raiders. It's fine. That That's from an ancient time. Yeah. Um, so From the long, long ago. What do you think <laughs> Jack Palance's Bond villain built first? Rat Maze Bar or Crazy Mirror Room? Mirror Maze. <laughs> <laughs> mirror it's maze not even a maze. It's thing. literally just a room filled with mirrors. They made it seem like it was... Well, here's the problem. Is that I'm assuming it's a maze because if it was just a mirror room, they would have been like, which one do you want to shoot? It'd be like, well, the one in the middle. 
No, they like, did. It would have been the one no, in the no, middle no, of the room no. with the mirror. They address that. They're like, they're like, do you know which one it is? And the other one goes, yeah, I got it. And then they shoot him, and they both reveal one was like, the no, monogram no, 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 was no. background. No, no, no. I understand that. I'm saying that <laughs> if you are um, just simply a mirror room, like an octagonal-esque you're mirror in the room, you're literally in the center of the room. So you don't have to guess where the fuck the real person is because they're in the middle of the room, so they're reflected everywhere. So- if you're in a maze, you have to be in a weird position. And maybe there's a question. Also, they shoot the scene from the side and never straight on. So it's like clear, but from the person's point of view that's watching it, that he's just in the middle of a room. And they're like, do you know which one it is? He's like, yeah, it's a fucker in the middle of a room that you're looking straight on at. Holding the girl hostage. Wow. Like, like, straight on look at her. This is happening. It's nuts. <laughs> It's crazy. As soon as they opened Mirror Room, I, I had multiple thoughts. I was like, oh shit, Jack Palance loves mazes so much that it's his fatal flaw in this movie, which is why he's been a And then it's a maze that goes time. directly to him. And then it's also like, this isn't a maze. It's just so he can look at himself naked at all angles. I don't fucking know what's happening. It's an octagonal shape. It's clear. It's madness. They shot it from an angle to where they're just like, do you know which one it is? Yeah, I know which one it is. It's the one in my fucking gun sights. Because they're right. He's standing literally right in front of me. <laughs> Unless he's a goddamn hologram. So which he, he wasn't because they murdered him. Three feet him. to the left. Also, Kurt Russell shoots a guy in the forehead with his boot gun. <laughs> while falling. While falling. And also while a woman is right there. <laughs> Huh. So, so I guess what you're saying is that the greatest room doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> what you're saying is Tango and Cash are the greatest law enforcement officers of, of this oh, or any century. They're good. <laughs> There's no doubt. They they faced dipshits and people <laughs> with unlimited resources, and they prevailed. They're okay. very good. I have a lot of notes on Mirror Room and the ending. I'm going to skip that because I feel like Kyle got there. So let's yeah. go to the ending. Um. I will say, I a lot of issues with the it ending. feels like we're ragging on this a lot, but we love this. I, I did it. love it. I'm sorry. I don't want to make it feel like it's like, a, how did this get made or something like that? I know how it got made, and I'm glad it exists, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, but it's, but it's one of those fun of movies problems. to just be like, what the fuck? So with, with the ending, why are their fingers interlocked? Because they love each other. <laughs> I would say... They've been waiting to high five each other the whole movie. I only high five. How many, many five high fed head fakes were there? there? I've All only right, high fived one person like that, and that's Joey Reddish. Gross. There were so two. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There were two. Also, just to freak out his wife. There so. were two high five head fakes before this. Yeah, it's like which I like, but both of them deserved a high five more than the ending line. The worst part is that the head fakes. Okay, the head fakes are a great idea. And then it makes yeah. sense to end on a high five, except that high five is so ridiculous. No, at the he end, fi- high five. Like, it. No. What did he say? It was something like about dating a sister. And then he's like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And then they high five. Like, the previous two high fives deserved a high no, five. No high five. Well, no, stop. Logically, no high five is ended in interlocking hands. <laughs> Uh, it does when you get gay married in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It does. It, it does. It does. If you live in Wisconsin, and then your Supreme Court shot down the gay marriage ban, and you just keep a hold, and you just have to the <laughs> high five with the interlocking fingers, except for the middle finger, and then you just turn that to the government. I guess. I, guess. I don't know. That seems right. Uh, so, and what is with that photo? It looks like they got gay married, and the caption is "Heroes again." Dot dot dot. <laughs> like, oh, I guess they're back. I guess they're back. I guess nothing we got else to say about that. I guess we got to write about these two badasses. Nothing else to say about these two cops that were convicted of <laughs> murder and drug running, and now are free and because are free. of corruption in the federal government and local police force. <laughs> Feels like we're burying the lead. Maybe. Of these two guys interlocking fingers. <laughs> also, it didn't look like front page story. Hey, Pee Wee. It looked like it was like party. Easy, Pee Wee. It feels like thing. nothing they did was front front page. Unless there was nothing else happening in 89. Only only Tango's like... Also, dude, beginning of the movie, not great bust was front page. I guess... I don't know. Maybe it's a sign of the times, but we don't see many... Um, Cops in the store in the headlines. Well, that's what I was this. saying to Matt. I was like, I'm glad that we've lost that trend of like super cop making the headlines because you don't. That's not real. It's <laughs> obs- it, now nowadays just cops doing their job. Some real shit going up. on. It's literally just like okay, we didn't report a cop in the newspaper. Thank God. <laughs> like that's it. That's yeah. that's where we are right now. There's no more super cop in newspaper because it's not believable. That's not a movie trope anymore, <laughs> thankfully, because it would be obscene. Cop does his job. Basically, I don't <laughs> know. Cop doesn't choke someone to death. I well done. I don't know when this is going to come out, but I'll say this. It happened during uh, Darren Wilson uh, and Mike Brown and Eric Garner and uh, Tamir Rice and all yeah, these we're terrible, the thick of it. all these terrible police officers, yeah. and it feels weird that we're watching this hero cop drama yeah. where they also make the papers. Like yeah. how many times and do like, how many minorities. times do other cops in movies like not make the papers? It's like yeah, I didn't do this to make the papers. I did it because it's the right thing. And in mm-hmm. this one, it's like everything these guys do is covered in the goddamn Los Angeles yeah. Chronicle. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird with exclamation points. Which I'm glad we've lost that. Trope. So I I wanted to I looked up. And it's been gone for a long time. It's been not gone. like we lost it recently. It literally this might have been the last movie. <laughs> yeah, it was the last movie of the eighties. Yeah, That's, what a last movie of the eighties. It is the eighties thing. Um, ever I wanted to look. I looked up. Um, I thought it, there'd be like a stupid Facebook quiz. Like, are you a tango or are you a cash? I cannot yeah. wait to take this quiz. It does not exist. So you made it. I I made three questions. It's not as extensive. I think you need to go and quiz. That's one. fair, but. Can I we think, all do it? I think it's pretty... Yeah. Okay. So are you a tango or are you a cash or are you a tango? Because I wanted to do the cash first instead of tango. Yeah, that's fine. Keep yeah. going. Here we go. Like all quizzes, it's pretty evident. Yeah. Which answer is which? Yeah. yeah. Would you rather have Armani shoes or gun boots? Gun boots. Gun boots. All right. You're a cash so far for that one. <laughs> do you hate immigrants? No. No. Now you, might be, you might be a tango. This, I guess, is the tiebreaker question because I only go. did three. Let's go. You're in a jam. Your first instinct is to A, pay slash bribe your way out, B, shoot your way out, or C, dress up as a lady and flirt your way out. I guess it's B. <laughs> you might be both. <laughs> <laughs> the tiebreaker's 
not even a tiebreaker. It's nope. a terrible quiz. <laughs> it's fine. It sounds like most of our listeners are going to be both. <laughs> all right. So my last question for Tango and Cash, what a movie which I want to be very clear we all really liked. Yeah. Who would you cast in the reboot? Oh, shit. That's a good question. We'll see in... I, I who guess. pulls off a, I, I mean I've thought of the, about this a lot like I don't know who modern day Kurt Russell is The Rock I uh, maybe I feel like The Rock is modern day Sylvester Stallone I, I feel like it's a twin no, specimen but, he's like, but, he, but like The Rock has that like self-awareness self-awareness and he has that quippiness like he could he could pull off I've seen him pull so off it that feels like Mark shit. Wahlberg would be Tango and The Rock would be Cash that, yeah, like, well, yeah, so basically we just pull why from we, Pain and Gain and just No, why don't we just that. skip over that and go into the other guys? Wahlberg. No, no, no. Robert, it was Wahlberg and The Rock. Rob Riggle and The Rock. No, not Rob if I was doing a McGru- If I was doing a MacGruber-style version of spoof, this, yeah. Rob Riggle as Cash. He's always in it. it. Rob Riggle as Cash. Yeah. And then I don't know who would be Tango. I don't know, but if we're redoing who can be the, fancy funny? If we are redoing this movie, I would say it's definitely so Wahlberg as Tango and probably Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, they'd be good. Also, they have that chemistry that would work out. That's tough. There's got to be someone else. Terry Crews and Will Ferrell. Shit. Whichever part you want. No, fuck that. That's too comedy. Just plug them in. Terry Crews. I'll throw Terry Crews in there. Terry Crews and The Rock. Terry Crews and Wahlberg. I feel like that we have to have one white guy in there. That's racist. This is so rough. Yeah. You gotta have a white guy. That's tough. Um, you know, for marketability. <laughs> one white guy. You're not wrong. Yeah. Who's a younger action I don't know. Star it, now, it's man. hard. That that's been a thing that I've thought of a lot I don't know, recently. It's like I don't I don't know who is the modern day version of Stallone of Schwarzenegger. I don't think we have or them even because what, they because they still exist. Well, because they're still doing shit. Well, and yeah. they and we've tried to make people into the modern day version of them. It doesn't and work. it doesn't work. Because well, they don't. Well forget who's a modern it. version. Just think who can play like the rich guy who doesn't need to do this but does it for the rush. And the blue collar guy who can't stand for like crime to win. Like I would easily watch like a Tango and Cash where Robert Downey Jr. was Tango and Chris Evans was Cash. Oh, we're thinking that's that fair, role. but that's not. You but know that's what I mean? easy too, because it's Avengers. It's done. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know. That's tough. I'm thinking, I think I'm thinking gotta... Scott Adkins as Cash <laughs> and Dolph Lundgren as Tango. But that wouldn't work well, because they're not. It's just it's yeah. tough because these guys are the biggest of the time, and you want to think that there are people that are the biggest actors right now. That well, let's are the let's let's flip it. Let's think so then it would female. Be like Hemsworth and oh, let's, let's, let's do flip a lady it. one. Oh, lady one. J Law and. Because it's going to be J Law. Honestly, I would like to see a Jennifer Lawrence in like a tough, real action movie thing. Ninety six, Gina Davis. Shit. And like two thousand and three, Rona Mitra. That's not at all modern day, so that's fine. But thank you for putting it out there. Just throwing it out there. Okay, so you want to do right now? Yeah. Who's Ronda the Rousey. lady version of this? I don't know if Ronda Rousey can do no, the self awareness. No, she can't do it. I love her. Uh, Sandra Bullock. 
God, she's good in movies. Are we just going to do the heat? Fuck that. No. No Sandra Bullock. I, I give... I no say, Sandra Bullock! Why? She's a demolition man. You already have Sandra Bullock... Because you already had the heat. Sandra Bullock is the Kurt Russell role. Absolutely not. Sandra Bullock's Kurt Russell. Nope. And? No. Who else? Who's the self-aware? No. Kate McKinnon is the Kurt Russell role. Get out of here. We're done with this. Fuck you. We're done with this. I'll fight you. We're done with this. <laughs> I'll fight you right now. You're trying to you're trying to turn in the heat more than I'm trying to turn in the heat. Kate McKinnon, get out of here. We're done. Eat shit. Get get, get done with your SNL crushes. I'll Let's go. You. I'll kill you. She's great. I'll kill you and everyone who looks like you. you. Well, Kate McKinnon, one of them. <laughs> we should pitch that to them. No, I'd be do that. I'd do that. They do, they'd that. Agree. All right. Anyway, we're done. <laughs> All right. So uh, once again, um, thank you for listening. Please vote at uh, either explosionmagico.com or uh, Action Climax at gmail.com or write word. a terrible wonderful um, script please you. vote on your favorite uh, big mistake hopefully Climax they'll be up before them action. is the tumblr please don't send it to twitter because twitter's just a mess please email us or send it to Explosive Magico, which uh, also sends directly to our email and um, yeah we'll see you next time for episode 9 thanks, uh, for, thanks for listening thanks guys yeah climate